I think we knew as a team uh, the importance of the game coming into it. It was always going to be a tough battle. They're a big physical team. Um, and obviously being a local a local rivalry, it was going to be a great game. But um, I thought the boys were outstanding today. We came in to do exactly what we wanted to do. I think it could have been even more. And, um, yeah, it's just a great performance. And I'd like to dedicate that to one of their players, Tom Flanagan, who said that we were full of semi-pro players last year. So um, that one's for you, mate. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town a city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground we are back for another episode of the podcast, and we honestly we've got so much stuff to go over. I'm going to keep it brief so that we don't run on for hours and hours and hours and hours. So, uh, Mr. Carter is with us. Alex Carter, how are you? Good. Excellent. Better for Sunday, I guess. Come on, show some enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. I'm sure we'll get into the match later, but we will. Yeah. Sure, we're all Wrexham fans on a high at the moment. Okay, and we're also joined by part-time Wrexham fan, part-time Spurs fan, Richie Daniels. <laughs> and James McLean is, is is behind him, it would appear. How are you, Richie? Yeah, brilliant. I like the way, uh, I don't know if you've drove through town this week, but oh, yeah. um, Grove and the Road closed off, and there's a tractor just parked at the end. That's quite a oh. that's quite a good uh, little message to our friends for the road. I had uh, I had 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 seen the sign saying Grosvenor Road was about to be blocked off. I'm glad you've said it because it means I'm going to have to park somewhere different on Saturday. Because um, I do normally park. Uh, I use Grosvenor Road to get to my parking, so um, it's a good job you've said that. So excellent, right? So we've got honestly we've got so much um, to go through. So we've got uh, usual sort of news roundup, but there's so much going on that we will uh, we will touch on that stuff, and I'll give you a chance to quiz me from my. Um, visit to Gersel Reds where I got to see Humphrey Carr so he he said a lot so obviously you can you can quiz me but I've made some notes just in case you want to uh, you, you want to sort of uh, uh, you forget to ask me a key question then we've got the Shrewsbury game to go over then we'll look a little bit at Wimbledon and then we will uh, I put that post out a bit of a mailbag post I've been meaning to do it for ages and I forgot so I threw it out today, and as it happens, we have got a few bits, haven't we? So we'll do a section on that as well to finish tonight. How's that sound? Yeah, no worries. <clears throat> Good stuff. Right. And also, I've got some, well, I don't know, what, what do we call them? Community calls to action to go over. So we'll do some of them as well. So, but we'll start with all the, we'll start with, uh, we'll start, we'll plug, let's, pl- let's plug, plug ourselves, Matthew, plug ourselves. Right. So uh, for people who don't follow, the podcast on Twitter, because it's the podcast, really, he says, even though I wrote it. Um, please follow us at Racecourse Ramble. Um, Got to do this stuff nowadays. Um, maybe one day we'll get a sponsor and we'll be, this will be, you know, we'll be making money and all sorts. This will be brilliant. So uh, follow us at Racecourse Ramble. Um, I guess mm, I need to ask you guys if you're happy for me to share your profiles next, perhaps next week, because some people do want it and some people might not want it. So we'll ask that question next week in case you don't want any backlash uh, like I get. Um, so if you um, from there, you can click on the link tree uh, and that will give you access to all our other goodies. So we've got a, a 
Facebook group there, little Facebook group that we started about a week ago, um, which Richie posts updates from when he's seen Johnson Clark Harris in a housing estate in Cly, looking at houses and all all the all the goodness is there. So you can request to join the group. Uh, the YouTube channel is there so people can watch the videos uh, and watch the podcast in different forms. Uh, we've got Instagram, we've got a contact me form. There is a link to Twitter there, but there's also links for people to watch the pod, to listen to the podcast on various players and find us on various players and it's on everything. So it's, um, uh, you can listen to it there or download, find the links to download it on your favorite podcatcher. So that is us uh, to start with. Now, uh, I hope nobody minds, but I've just got a couple of sh- a few shout outs to do for people who are raising money um, for stuff that's quite important. Well, I think it's quite important. Um, I'm just going to share. Oh, I'll, I'll find it while um, while I uh, I do it. So the first one, I'll share the screen so obviously people can see this. So the first one was the um, uh, can you all see that the the miners rescue, um, which was a bit of a a bit of a. A, a sad story, wasn't it? That's been broken into. Um, so the at my, so in fact, it's at Miners Rescue. I think is there. Uh, we all heard that, yeah. 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 Um, oh. oh, at Rex and Miners, it is. That's me. <sighs> uh, so they got broken into very sadly um and uh there is a there's a few tweets going around i'll do some retweeting there's one actually from Geraint a minute ago uh, um which i'll retweet but uh, if you go on if you look for at rex and miners go on their page they've got a gofundme because they're trying to fundraise um, i'm not sure how much damage was uh, was caused but there was police involved uh, Wrexham sent some players and parky and humphrey car went the next day to see them um, but go onto their page and there's a GoFundMe. So if you can spare a few pennies, that would be great. Um, second one, our friend, uh, Mr. Neil Smith, um, is uh, has got a, a, a Just Giving page. If you go to at, at WXM Smith, um, he provides the uh, theme music for for the podcast. So Neil's doing a sponsored walk. Um, so he's got less than he's got just under two weeks to go. He's gonna he's gonna walk from Denby Way to Old Trafford, uh, which is about sixty odd mile, I believe. So that'll uh, that'll take him a couple of days, I think, to do that. Um, so he's gonna walk that in aid of his uh, in aid of he's collecting money for mine charity because he lost his brother recently. Um, so um, if you go onto his page. There is uh, at the very top. There's a just giving. There's a link to just giving, um, which you can see there. So if, again, if you've got a few pennies, you can send them Neil's way. That would also be much appreciated. And then, final, my final shout out: <clears throat> uh, uh, a, a friend of ours, Vicky Ford, um, is. Um, has at the top has she pinned that post? Don't think she's pinned it. There's a just giving page. So at uh, if you're on if you're listening, it's at girly button on Twitter. Um, so Vicky uh, and Paul, her husband, big Wrexham fans, uh, uh, are running a half marathon in aid of um, uh, should we call it do- sort of dogs charity, Paws to Rescue. So anybody's got any any spare pennies and is a big dog fanatic, then uh, there's links there for you to send uh, to. Uh, to their just giving page right 
that's that bit done. We're getting there now, aren't we? Is that for you? Have you been inundated? I know you've been donating while I've been doing that, I can tell. Um, so, shall we do proper news? Shall we do proper club news now? Are we, is, we, is that where we're at, yeah? Where should we start? So let's well, well let's start. We'll start in the order that I've opened up upon here. Um, so um, without spoiling the Shrewsbury review, we've got Blackburn in the next round. Um, now I think that's quite a good draw. There's been lots of well venom on uh, on social media from other fans and our fans, and we don't help ourselves when we say, "Oh, that's a rubbish draw." But actually, that's quite a good draw i think what what was uh, what were our thoughts when we when we pulled that one out then boys um initially i was a little bit underwhelmed obviously i was hoping for a big premier league team away from home but you know what it's grown on me in the last two days it's localish it's what an hour and a half up the road yeah it's massive away end we yeah. hope um, seven and a half thousand, I think, is the figure I've seen. Debate about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be as low as five. It could be as much as sort of seven and a half. We'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blackburn, big team. I know they're in the championship, but yeah. ex Premier League winners, um, Premier League team for a very long time, and one of the biggest names um, in terms of Northern football teams, and it's probably winnable as well. Yeah, um, they're not they're, in the best they're, of form. They're in terrible they form, aren't they? Yeah. Goals for fun. I know they score a lot, but I reckon we'll go there. I'd be shocked if we don't at least score a goal. Um, never mind, give them a good game. I think it's got the makings of a great day out. Big away end, not too far away. We've got a great chance. Hopefully it stays at a Saturday as well, so we can uh, make a night of it as well. Okay, Richie? Yeah, I think it's a good draw, as I uh, mistake Megged it as well. Oh, you did. Um, That's right. He did send I us did. that, didn't he, to the group? Yeah. But uh, he, I did. He, uh, uh, I did. He photoshopped but, uh, it or whatever. That, <laughs> yeah, everything that uh, Alex has said there, really. I just don't understand why some people's logic. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. Uh, granted, but like Alex said, it's winnable because they're not in the greatest of forms. Yeah. Everyone just sees they put five past Cambridge. Cambridge took the lead two nil. Um, and I'm not sure where Cambridge are in League One. But, you know, if they've got a great defensive team or not. But there's no reason why, if you go there and shock them, it's a bit, it was probably a bit like the game at Coventry that we had last year, where they yeah. t- took a lead and thought, well, what are we doing here? You know, why are we sort of 2 3 nil up so early on? Um, but, yeah, it's definitely winnable. And these are the games where we're going to be playing, you know, week in, week out in a couple of seasons. So I think it's a good draw. Good test for us. So the tie will be played between the 26th and the 29th. We await to see if if TV picked it up. There was a couple of other Premier League, all Premier League ties, wasn't there? So the chances are they'll be the uh, they'll be the ones that they uh, that they put on TV, won't they? Um, and we'll have to see if sort of S4C and the American channels take it um, take that game similar to um, similar to the Shrewsbury game. So uh, okay, that's that one down. Uh, Jacob Mendy. So Jacob Mendy was selected for the final Gambia squad. Um, I'll just share that again um, while I remember. So Jacob Mendy was selected for the final Af- uh, Gambia squad for the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, I don't know if it says in this article when they expect him back because they won't because they obviously don't know how far they're going to get. Um, but from memory, yeah. that means yeah. he misses the next three games, probably at least, I think it is. So um, that's really good for him. 
but we need to keep James McLean fit now, I guess, don't we? Because uh, uh, he's our only fit left, proper left wing back. But uh, that'll be great for Jacob to be uh, part of that squad. Um, we ushered a couple of youngsters out on loan. So again, Dan Davis, who's been around those, um, what the, what was that, Bristol Street Motors squad, he's been around that, I know in Cushion. Um, are we uh, are we potentially making room in the training ground here, or what are we uh, what are we doing? Is that just a just, is that a convenient? Uh, just obviously just to get him a bit of experience. Yeah, I think the latter. I think they're far more. Um, well, they're going to benefit far more than playing regular football. Yeah. Um, in a decent league as well, a decent yeah. team in Colwyn Bay. So, good luck to them both. Yeah. Um, so they, those two have sort of really have been pushing at the bottom end of our squad, haven't they, to try and get uh, bench places and stuff. So um, they'll go and play some proper football, is what they class it as, uh, rather than reserve team football or youth football. Um, we should give some credit to the uh, to the boys. I believe this is happening, by the way. I believe we are going to get on our badge next season. They are going to put an Emmy above it now. Um, so that we can uh, celebrate our five Emmys from, I believe it was season one uh, of the documentary, actually, um, which which has won five Emmys. So um, obviously Rob and Ryan headline that, don't they, because of the fact that uh, they're the co-chairman. But as many people know, and you'll see them scuttling around at the racecourse ground, there's there's boots on the ground. Um, Claire and Paddy and some of the others. I mean, Leighton Cox got a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, attention at the weekend because he's a sort of Wrexham boy who did a lot of the, the filming in season one. Um, so um, I mean that's 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 great for them and it just lifts the profile and in theory that'll mean more people probably go oh I might give that a watch um, and then we might pick up even more fans Richie as if we needed any more. Yeah, I think um, I know on the commentary on Sunday they did mention that about where it was being watched, all the different countries. Oh, yeah. I think they rattled off about six or seven countries. Right. Um, Australia, China, they rattled them all off yeah. uh, where the game was being streamed. And that just shows really how big, yeah. you know, how big they are. And, uh, yeah, nice. It's a shame we couldn't get a few more because then we could have had one for each block of the new cop, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, just put them up behind them. We could, we could. Well, we're already going to need a bigger trophy cabinet. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we're celebrating winning Emmys now. But uh, as I say, the reality is those people that are boots on the ground that are always there, that you, you'll you see them, but maybe you wouldn't necessarily recognise them in the street. Uh, that's really good news for, uh, really good news for them. Um, on Sadly, the ladies had to play at the same time as the men on Sunday, which was a bit of a shame because obviously uh, uh, it would have been nicer if we could have split that up. Uh, and they suffered a 3-1 loss to Cardiff. Um, but credit to the ladies, you know, they're not get they've acclimatised really well. Uh, and I'm sure they'll very quickly uh, bounce back from that. Um, although there was an injury, was it Louisa Doran that uh, I think was uh, stretched mm-hmm. off uh, at one point with uh, no news exactly on, uh, on how she is. So hopefully she'll get better soon. Um, and it's a shame it was Cardiff, um, but that you know, that, let's go back. Hopefully, we can go down there and re- and return the favour uh, to them. Okay. I don't think Rosie Hughes played the favour. Oh, okay. Just yeah. On that. Yeah. Rosie, wasn't, yeah. Rosie wasn't involved in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, well, she is still injured because she she got a, she got an injury recently. I think so. Yeah. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was the tail end of that. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's. 
I think that's all the news news. Um, so, uh, Gwersal Reds met. They meet once a month. I went this this month, and uh, Humphrey Carr came along uh, to speak to us. As you can imagine, he didn't share anything that was super sensitive. Yeah, he's not going to come to a room full of uh, fans and go, oh, yeah, by the way, we're signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Just give us a week. Like That isn't going to happen. Um, but obviously, he, he he did give some some bits of info. So uh, I'll let, let, let's sort of, we'll almost recreate it. I will be Humphrey. I'll let you guys be uh, the, the fans in the room. Tell me what to throw at me the things that have been on the uh, on the agenda that you want an update on, and if there is an update or anything to say, I will update you on what he said, if I can. Can you answer in Humphrey's posh voice as well? No, I, I can't answer as, as in his, <laughs> his delectable, well-educated accent, and I don't have his flowing curls. <laughs> and you're about six inches smaller than him. And well. probably a bit more, yeah, because I, I, I don't know how tall he is, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so, come on. What's transfer activity looking like in January? Asphill Parkinson. Asphill Parkinson. Uh, no, he did say they've been... What did he? How did he describe it? He said they've been flirting with Arsenal flirting. to uh, to to obviously try and do that deal. They they want they would like to do it obviously, but it's it, it's there's nothing really that he could that he could tell us on on that front other than of, the obvious that they think Arthur's really enjoying it and obviously Parky's really pleased with him. So uh, yeah, uh, again you know that that's a that's a Parky question really, and it that's what uh, that's what he kind of intimated. So uh, just yeah. on that, he can be recalled this month as well. That's the that was a, a mentioned, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so well? that's a that's a standard thing in loan contracts, pretty much. Ninety eight percent of loans in the EFL have that facility. It's very rare that they won't put it in. Um, so uh, yeah, if, if Arsenal wanted to recall him, they could. Uh, we've seen loads of players get recalled recently, haven't we? Um, I've yeah. seen the uh, you know some of the was it was it Swindon lost their strike force, uh, and yeah. ironically, I did hear today that that, that um, who was the uh, who was the striker that went back to Bradford? Uh, was it Ken Young? No, Young. Yeah. So Young's yeah. gone to Bradford, and apparently him and Harry Lewis are going to Carlisle. So the uh, goalkeeper, one of the best goalkeepers in the division, that him might be going to Carlisle. So um, keep your eyes on that one, Carlisle fans. Um, okay, so yeah, the, so that was the bit. That's the that's a bit about Arthur. We'll we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but if he's here by the end of January, then we'll have him for the rest of the season, and then obviously they can do their bits, can't they? You know, they can keep negotiating and uh, and stuff. But I guess we've just got to make sure we get have him by the end of January. That's the input, one way or the other. That's that. So that's that bit. Come on, other stuff. Training ground. Training, Training ground. ground. Uh, so no real update, but he did go into great description about the vision for the training ground. Um, I can't remember which club he spoke about. Is it Fleetwood that's got a mega training ground? Yeah. Yeah, fairly yeah. new. So that's the model. That's what they want to do. They want this big lump of land that they'll uh, build out in phases. So they'll start with a couple of pitches and the sort of essential changing rooms and uh, Parky's office and some of that type of stuff. And then they'll expand it out over time and end up with, I think they want to end up with uh, over 12 pitches uh, and, a, and a sort of community hub 
um, where um, you know where they can rent those pitches out. Uh, that community hub would have like a bar, a cafe, and what have you, so parents don't have to sit in their cars and freeze and and all that. So that's why they need this sort of big. It's been rumored it was twenty two acres these sites they've been wanting. So that's why they want these big sites because they want to they want to fill it out. Um, and I, he did say that two of those pitches, which this this should link on to a, 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 the next question that somebody's going to ask me. So two of those pitches will be Deso training pitches. What does Deso mean? Okay, so uh, I'll 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 tie that into the question about our pitch, shall I, Alex? That's convenient. So our pitch is getting ripped up in the summer. Uh, that's going to be torn up and replaced with a Deso pitch. So Deso is one of the first companies that that uh, that uh, produced a hybrid pitch. So Boreham would have it um, in the National League because Arsenal pay for it for them because they have the ladies were paying there at, at one point. I think the Tranmere one might be as well, uh, but it's a hybrid pitch. So it's a mixture of grass and synthetic fibres, which um, uh, is a better playing surface. It lasts longer. It's more resilient. Um, I did a little bit of research on it. Um, it's That pitch alone will cost at least half a million. And they're going to put undersoil heating in as well while they're doing it. So there's going to be a mega investment in the football pitch. Uh, and I was looking into it, sort of get, just doing some general Googling. Like to run an undersoil heating um, uh, package costs anything between sort of one to three grand a day, depending on uh, exactly, your, you know, your setup and stuff. So, you know, this is when the weather's cold, that'll be great. But it is mega. That's mega investment. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get the new pitch in the summer. And the training pitches, they want two of those Deso pitches. They wouldn't have, I doubt they'd have undersoil heating in them because it's just training pitches, but they would have two Deso pitches is, on the training ground is the uh, is the plan. Any others? Any more? Come on. What Where are we going next Oh, hang on. Who's next? Go on. Where are we going on tour in the summer? Um... Uh, we don't know if we are going on tour, <laughs> but we're not going to be able to play any home games because of the fact that we're having the pitch torn up. So uh, we will definitely be going on tour, won't we? Um, but he didn't say where. But I'll be amazed if it's not the states, wouldn't you? Given the money and the uh, you know the popularity of the documentary and stuff. Uh, but what he did say was uh, they probably felt that they basically came back a little bit late. Some of the players were still feeling the effects of that. Uh, and ideally, what we would like to do is come back and play one home friendly before the season starts. So that'll give you an idea of sort of timings where we, because we came back the week before last time, didn't we? Uh, if you remember, the, you know, that week we came back. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the idea. And he said it, it, he, he, they wouldn't be against playing, you know, a local team to help them out at the race course. It doesn't have to be a big sort of all glamour friendly. It could be a uh, a Nantwich or a you know somebody uh, somebody like that. But just to uh, just to get everybody back in the swing of it when they get back home. Um, so yeah, that was that was the tour. so. And I, I've, I'm assuming as a result of that, there'll be no concerts this summer because um, he he did say there wasn't going to be any. But I, you know, again, they could be controlling that information. But if we're ripping the pitch up and doing all that stuff, it doesn't feel like you can really be then. Uh, uh, laying plastic on the top of it for all the 
for the for the uh, for a concert, does it? What was your what, Alex? Go on. I can't remember what you said. Any updates on the ground in regards oh, to the cop? So, yes, there was. So um, he went over all the stuff that they've told us already. Um, to be fair, um, but it sounds like from what he said, all they're really waiting for now is the funding. Basically, everything else taken care of. It's the funding now. He's just waiting the council, waiting for the council to reallocate the funds and move money around. And it sounds like the council are going to throw a big wedge of money still at it. Um, so from the point that that is finalised, it's going to. This is what they've already said. It's going to take three months to get all the materials, to get the contractors in, and all that type of stuff. Um, so from the moment that they say it's all sorted, we've got a three-month window. So realistically, it's going to it's going to be summer at the earliest, isn't it? Yeah. But they, they positioned the COP in a way that if needed to, they could still do any testing they needed to do or anything else that could go on behind it. Um, they, they've done that in a way that it wouldn't interfere. So uh, so that's why, one of the reasons. And he did actually say he wasn't really keen on it because really he wanted us just to get on with the COP. But um, I think he actually said it was Rob really who really drove that and said, no, let's do this, um, even though it's only for a few months. So, uh, so yeah, there was uh, there was that. Um, any others? Richie should be asking me something, shouldn't he, Alex? Team. What was that? Women, women's team. Women's team. So they want to find a home, uh, their own home, really. Um, uh, so they want them to have a, a spot, but they do want them to be able to play more games at the race course, which is part of the thinking behind having the Deso pitch because it's more durable and robust. It'll take that. Um, so yeah, they'll continue to drive it. They'll continue to put money on it. They really want it to be a big thing, uh, but they do want them to have their own home. And they are, I think, they're aware of the um, uh, the unsureness, perhaps should we call it, about Kevin Druids. Um, so uh, yeah, there, there was that. Uh, should we talk about kits, Alex? Should we talk about kit manufacturers? Uh, so it wasn't me. It, it wasn't. Me, it wasn't myself. Somebody else asked. Actually, somebody else said, "Oh, I've heard we're going to Castor." Um, so I don't know where they heard that information. Uh, not mentioning any names, Richie. Um, uh, so um, he said he couldn't say anything, but his his gestures were that it won't be Macron anymore. So from next season. Uh, even though the club really like Macron, they're really happy with Macron. The fact it's local, they can get really quick things done. They can, you know, they can get training equipment really quick. Um, if you want something logoed up and labelled, they can get that really quick. Um, but obviously, I'm guessing this now is going to be a financial decision. Um, he said they've talked to everybody. Everybody is interested, as you can imagine. Um, and... Um, he said it was. He said uh, there is no truth in the rumor that it's going to be Castor, um, and he said he, that well, he implied through his actions and stuff that their preference really is for one of the big companies. Um, was uh, was was how I read it. So um, it does sound like they'll definitely be coming away from Macron. Um, but obviously, we'll we'll wait for the official announcement to uh, to see who uh, who's got that uh, who's got that contract. Uh, shall I shall I prompt you on some others? Because there was uh, loyalty schemes came up for the ticketing. 
because um, obviously uh, that's a big thing that gets talked about a lot. Uh, and it's again, it's general summary. They're aware of it. They're looking at how all the other kind of teams do it. Um, so that they can then, uh, you know, decide which is the best for us to do. Um, so, um, you know, they are they are looking at it, they're aware of it, and obviously they, they've got more data now because of the fact that we buy tickets directly through them all the time, don't we? Certainly for away games, uh, whereas in the National League, some of them we could get uh, we could get directly from the other clubs, couldn't we? So, uh, so that was part of the problem. Just uh, on that, Matt, did yeah. anybody ask about memberships? as to why they've reopened it. No, well, I think he touched on that anyways. I don't think they did reopen it. They just, it was open anyway, I think, from my understanding. They just, right. didn't they just reduce the price of it for the half year? Um, I think, right, okay. I'm pretty sure was what they did. I think it was always open. Um, so I don't, I think he, he talked about, it must have been a ticket, it must have been when a ticketing question or something came up. Um, so, um, and obviously it's linked to the fact that there's now 2,000 more seats. So, um, they, you know, they're still, they're still happy. Uh, and they're, still, they're getting lots of feedback to say that now that people are being able to get seats that they couldn't get them before. So, yeah, there is, uh, um, there was, uh, that was, that was base, basically the sort of the, the answer. Uh, any others? I'm just trying to have a look at my list. Can't think of any. Can you? Hospitality and the food going to improve? Uh, yeah, somebody, I think, so. uh, just the general answer that they always give, that they, they're always reviewing the food. Um, but if you're always reviewing... One of the one of the challenges was the, obviously, the lack of out, food outlets is, is what he did say. Um, mm. So one of the challenges is the lack of outlets. So they're constantly reviewing where they could potentially add outlets. Um, so some of the corner areas, for instance, are potential areas, depending on what you're going to do with the actual ground and how you're going to build it out. Um, but like you can't, you know, the footprint is what it is. Like you couldn't really have a, another food outlet in the tech end, could you? You'd be you'd, you'd be getting a bit you'd be getting a bit full in there and stuff. Then you've got the toilets everywhere and standing room and stuff. So. Um, so the footprint is part of the issue, um, but they are considering, air, I'm, I'll use that as an example, areas like the corner areas where you could potentially put something. Uh, but obviously they have to think about the bigger term, about how they're going to expand the ground and stuff, don't they? Um, but that's for me, that was a, yeah. so that was a, an interesting answer, but that doesn't answer why the service is so slow. It's, you know, you've got kids pouring pints that just you know really slow not interested in um you know they don't pour a lot of pints before half time and that type of stuff that's that you know those are the real things that will help the queues aren't they um you know yeah. you've got some pretty engaged people who'll uh, who'll whiz in and, and do it but you know but he, he did expand on the uh, on the 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 amount of food outlets should we call it so i think that probably covers it i think that's probably uh, that's probably all of that so uh, unless anybody's got anything else. No. And there isn't a transfer news-wise. Uh, has anybody heard anything? Because it's pretty quiet, I think, if we talk about it from a Wrexham point of view. it's. Uh, I, I was told that there's another loan going out this week. Um, uh, not, a, not necessarily a youngster. So, you know, uh, we'll see who that is. There were some rumours last week about McFadzine going, so I don't know whether it's Karen McFadzine perhaps, but that kind of doesn't really help us with a, in the first-team squad, does it? 
No. There was... I've seen the Billy Walters thing, Halifax manager said, didn't he? Yeah, well, he was uh, just asked about him in an interview, wasn't yeah. he? He said he'd love to have him, but he couldn't... Basically, he said he couldn't afford him, didn't he? So, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And the only other one I've seen is linked to is Ronan Hale. Yeah, the Irish lad. This, uh, yeah. this, this Irish... This Irish lad, and um, that's an interesting one. He's 22 years old, so he would take a squad place. So he would need, presumably, he would need Bickerstaff to go out on loan because Bickerstaff yeah. is in the 22. Um, but again, I mean, I don't know how to. What do you think? I mean, I don't know if you've read that, Alex. What's your thoughts on us bringing in a 22 year old from the Northern Irish League or something to uh, to, to join the squad? Um, I'm not sure. If he was a year younger, I'd be all for it. Because he wouldn't take up a squad place. Exactly, yeah. yeah but yeah. if he's coming in, one of the strikers has to go out. No, bigger staff to sign a new contract. Would that be ominous for Ollie Palmer? I'm not sure. Um, he was being linked with Gillingham, wasn't he? Did you see that, by the way? Go on. There's rumours of him going to Gillingham, Ollie. Um, or interest from home. Gillingham. Let's Let's flip it on its head there, yeah. So, Maybe, but if we're going to sign a striker, I think we need a proven football league yeah. top, top goal scorer. I wouldn't be not wasting squad places on this lad from Ireland, but I'd much prefer us to get a starter, a basically. A starter, yeah. And bump everybody yeah. down a notch and, uh, you know, yeah, see exactly. how they react. Uh, and if exactly. they throw their toys out the pram, then obviously no problem. Off you go in the summer or at the end of the window. Um, or you raise your game and you compete. And that's ultimately what Parky wants, is that competition, isn't it? Yeah, and again, knowledge of League of Ireland isn't great, but would this guy really be a massive improvement on thicker staff? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's the that's the. There's an unknown element to that. Uh, yeah. Any others, Richie? There that uh, come to mind. I'm trying to think. Lee, that that Gregory from Sheffield Wednesday that came up again for a, a night, didn't it? Because somebody said yeah. it was us or Mansfield, but I think I I'd read that it was Mansfield. He was most likely to go to. Yeah, I, I mean, just on that quickly to touch on that lad from Ireland. When you read the actual article. There's five clubs in the article before our names mentioned. Derby, Portsmouth, yeah, Birmingham, was it? Yeah, them names. So you'd look at them and just go, our names be mentioned so it gets the hits. That's as clickbait, maybe. isn't it? That's yeah, that is, maybe. Yeah. Although it is, it was that Peter O'Rourke, wasn't it? Who uh, And he is generally, he's the one yeah. who broke the... Um, uh, Barney, it was the uh, Ryan Barnett transfer was the last one I remember him breaking. So, um, you know, he has got history of being right. But um, mm. yeah, it does. It does sort of feel a little bit, um, a little bit. I did see, and I did post it. I posted it in the Facebook group. I bet I can't find it now. We were being linked with. Um, let me just see if I can. Uh, how can I find this? Um, uh, an administrator rather than a player from another. Uh, was he from uh, Barrow? Yeah, so um, there was a tweet on, I think it was three days ago, that uh, sporting director Ian Wood may be about to take up a role for Wrexham from Barrow. Um, yeah. So those are the, those will be the, those, the, the, it, it, Humphrey did sort of hint that they would start to fill out different roles at the club, actually, um, that we haven't had before, like a player liaison um, to help organise when players are bought and sold and help. Uh, help arrange transport and stuff like that. So, um, 
a, pl- a player liaison, and then we did talk about sort of technical directors and sporting directors or directors of football, and uh, they're happy with what Parky's doing at the moment. But he, he kind of we did talk about Les Evans because he's uh, still at Les, <laughs> um, Les Reed. Les Reed who's still associated with the club and maybe that's the type of role that they could see him sort of doing on a, uh, on a, uh, uh, on some sort of basis. Um, and if not him, somebody else coming in to do it. So they are, they are looking at that type of stuff all the time. So that Barrow one wouldn't, wouldn't be totally out of the, you know, that wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be too untrue that we may be looking around for some of those senior executives and stuff like that. Uh, sporting directors, whatever we want to, whatever they want to call them. Um, so that's a, that's an interesting one. Uh, okay, is that it? Is that is that we've are we are we done with that part? Just a quick yeah. word on Jacob Mendy. I've seen Gambia in oh. a, a group of Sam Mendy against Mane in one of the group matches. Oh, That'll be an interesting uh, Sadio Mane. Yes. Sadio Mane has just married his 18-year-old girlfriend. Oh, yeah, if you believe the Daily Mail, he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mendy will have him for toast, won't he? No yeah, problem. Yeah, all these tournaments always throw up some good matches, don't they? So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on, whether he gets any starts and stuff. We'll have to see, won't we? Um, yeah, could be uh, African Cup of Nations. So the BBC normally show that on the red button, um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what goes on. Guys, have got them all. Oh, have they this time? Oh, they have bought it. There's been enough interest for it to for it to be there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good. Well, we'll end it there. We'll come back in a second and we will talk about uh, our victory at Shrewsbury. If that's okay. Looking for high quality furniture for your home. Look no further than J. Scott's Furnishings in Mark Wheel. With a wide selection of contemporary and classic styles and a showroom packed full of exceptional furniture from leading manufacturers, you'll find the perfect pieces to suit your taste and budget. With over 60 years of experience and our expert design team, we'll help you create a space that's both beautiful and functional. From sofas to dining sets, bedroom suites to home solutions, we've got it all. So why wait? Visit us today at The Old School in Mark Wheel or visit our website jscottfurnishers.co.uk J. Scott's Furnishings in Mark Wheel where style meets affordability I did think we might not talk about the Shrewsbury game uh, and we just gloss over you know we just sort of very quickly gloss over it but then I realised how infuriated they were by how we uh, we sort of beat them at the weekend and I thought no actually we should do a real deep dive into their pain what do we think <laughs> Two hours minimum. Two hours play by play breakdown of uh, <laughs> uh, of the agony and the uh, the furore, um, the 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 peak of which for me uh, before we get into it too much was Paul Mullins' tackle, and then he did that little celebration right in front of their uh, all their their sort of hardcore fans, hardcore the hardcore farmers. Um, he did that right in front of them, and they were literally trying to get over the hoardings to get at him. Like you know, they were being held back by uh, stewards. Um, so that was uh, Mulls knew what he was doing there, didn't he? <laughs> I think James McLean was on that side in the second half as well, and he was 
He was giving it a fair bit as well. And he did at the end that picture. I don't think I thought that picture that you've got, Richie, yeah. but that one of him blowing kisses was uh, was was right in front of us, and it was right at those uh, those uh, those the young lads that were there uh, baying for blood. Uh, so. Let's talk about. Um, I went. Am I the only person that managed to get a ticket? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it was hard going. Bloody hell. It was hard going. Oh. it getting tickets? It, either there was not a lot of spares around at all. I don't think. I don't recall seeing any spares. Um, uh, really. Um, to be fair. Um, uh, and Richie, you'll be pleased to know that I I I sampled MH Travel this week. Uh, I believe you used to go to school with one of them. Is that right? Do I? They haven't told me. That's what um, I think it was. Haley. I think she said I. She used to be in school or college with you. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to have to find this now, aren't I? I think she said you were a boyfriend. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Now let me see if I can. uh... Oh yeah, it was great. Listen to you. Uh, Oh, sorry. I apologise. I used to work with him years ago. Is what she said. Um, So uh, you should. If you didn't recognise her, there's a bit. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? I, I'm okay. yeah, sure. I have to ask her where. Yeah, I, I could tell you where, but I, I won't repeat it here. If, if just in case you don't want me to. Um, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I sampled. I sampled that, which was excellent. I can. I can second Richie's recommendation. Uh, bang on time. We're Acton Pub. We got picked up on. Bang on time. We were at the back as well. Extra leg room. I could put my legs out. It was unbelievable. I've never been on a bus with so much leg room. Uh, although not all the seats are like that. But for whatever reason, I ended up in, like you did, the was it a week before, wasn't it, you went? Um, 41, 42, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were in 39 and 40, I think. Um, so it was so good. And they were bang on time. Dropped us right outside the ground uh, with all the Pats coaches and stuff. Uh, we were, in fact, we had a we had an outrider. We had a police outrider when we uh, they picked us up just outside Shrewsbury, just just one for us because I don't know how many Pats we got there before Pats coaches, so I don't know how many Pats coaches there were, um, but there was a few other outriders waiting for them, um, uh, which was good because we got in and out really uh, relatively quickly, uh, and uh, yeah, bus was nice and clean, toilets were working. Fantastic, and I've all—I've just tonight actually. I've booked for uh, our trip to South Wales in—is uh, that two weeks, uh, a week and a half, or whatever, for uh, for Newport. I've booked our uh, our seat for that. So, so yeah. So I was the only one that managed to go. So was it a TV job for you? Was it S4C or what did you do? That's Pedwarak for me. Yeah. Richie's gone to BBC sleep. BBC down the uh, BBC red button. Oh, okay. Is that what they did? They have it on the red button as well. Okay. Um, so, um, what were what were our pre-match thoughts? How were we feeling about it? I think we were pretty confident, really, prior to the game, weren't we? Given their form and our form. Yeah, I was confident. Um, obviously, nervous as well because it is a big derby. Yeah. The first time we played them I mean, in fifteen years, but yeah. the way we've been playing, the way they've been playing. And to quote their manager, despite us being a League Two team and then being a League One team, <laughs> I was very, very confident. Um, yeah, and it's a bit weird saying I'm confident going away to a League One team of Correct. winning. Yeah. That's just the, the Wrexham way at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same, to be fair. Um, I was uh, reasonably confident. 
Um, and especially given their lack of goals. And it was that lack of goals that really cost them, wasn't it? Um, because you would have had better replays and stuff than I had in the ground. Um, but there was, uh, I seem to remember, one in the end of the first... Well, I don't know, it might not have been at the end. There was one in the first half that uh, was... Would that be about... Yeah. Was it about five or six yards out that he put it over the bar? I could have been... Yeah, the distance. I, I might be wrong how far... I, was, it, was it early, was it? Oh, God. Um uh, but I, I, so the distance might be might be wrong, but it felt like it was about five or six yards out, which was actually uh, I hate to say it, it was actually some terrible defending from James McLean because uh, he'd actually been told that that was his man about fifteen seconds before the ball came over, and he's there free at the back post. Uh, but luckily for us, he uh, he, he couldn't finish it. Um, and then in the second, that was the only one I remember in the first. Can anybody remember any other chances in the first half? I can't. Um, it was just that sitter, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think that was Ryan it. Bowman spent more time trying to wind James McLean up than trying to get <laughs> shots off on goal. Um, so you, you was... might, so you might not have seen it, but McLean, uh, uh, McLean was over over the top of him at one point, giving him giving him some verbals because uh, the camera might be following the ball rather than McLean. So that's why I say that. Um, and that just carried on then all the way through the through the game. They were at each other, weren't they? Um, and in fact, it did McLean a favour, I think, because he started playing better as soon as he got the booking. Uh, that uh, that came sometime. I can't remember what minute it was he got the booking, but uh, it, it it sort of kicked him into action, uh, is what I will say. But in the second half, uh, and I'll come on to the um, the stats, some stats in a minute, because it surprised me when I looked at it. To be fair. Uh, but they, they they had a flurry at the end of two or three shots that from a, from inside the box, call it various points inside or maybe just outside the box. Again, you you'd know better than me because of the replays. And they just like they couldn't hit the back end of a donkey with a banjo, could they? This lot. I mean, it's <laughs> it must be terrible being a Shrewsbury fan. Yeah, you can see why they're they're struggling in the league in terms of goals. Um, they were awful. They, yeah. Missed a sitter towards the end. I think after we scored, one of their players, yeah. eight yards out, central position, yeah. more or less, he had half the goal to aim at. He scuffed it wide. Um, he did have a good effort, which hit the crossbar. Oh, there was the and left footer. Yeah, that was right. The left, the left footer one, which was good effort. Of the foot. Yeah, it was a decent effort, to be fair. Um, but Arthur wasn't really tested just because their finishing was was yeah. so so poor. Yeah. Uh, so how how did you feel watching it, Richie? Because um, as I say, there was there was those ch- those chances, but as a general rule, it was both teams were pretty much the same, weren't they? It was get it forward quick, uh, and you know it wasn't necessarily pretty at all times, but um, neither side were really creating a bucket load of chances. No, it it there was a bit. There wasn't too much flow to it, um, but. I never actually felt, oh my god, what are we doing here, type of thing. First ten minutes, we after we grew into the game. Yeah, they were always going to come with this, you know, as they are closing down as they tried to do it, um, which worked a little bit, but they didn't get no rewards from it. Correct. So, pressure. You mean pressurizing yeah. us at the back? Yeah. 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 But then, you know, there was there was times in the first half where I felt Cannon had about twenty yards to himself all the time, so that press of theirs. It wasn't as well. I wouldn't go as far to say what their manager said is that they pressed us for majority of the game because I didn't think it was there all the time, and I think we always had a way of working our way out of it as well. 
yeah. we found that one ball to get out of it. Might not have gone on and created a chance, but we got out of the press as well. Okay. Yeah, I think um, it, they did have some success with it. We struggled. Maxi struggled to get his distribution uh, right uh, early on. They, they they appeared a bit rattled until the point that they realised, I think Parkage just said to him, like, just just don't be over clever. Just launch this ball, like, get it away. Um, and Max did have one moment where he tried to chest the ball down six yards out from goal. Um but he did that because he just had a little delay. You could, I was watching him, and you could just see he was. He, do you remember the Sheffield United goal where he had a where he um, he had a little moment. He had a smaller moment than that, and I could just see him watch watched him. And in the end, it, it was while he was trying to process what's happening and how shall I best deal with it. And he tried to chest it, and fortunately, it never came to anything. But um, yeah, he was a bit unsettled there. Um, but I mean, if, if they had a goal scorer, they might be a half decent. League One side, don't you think? They just they're just desperate for a I'm gonna say a number nine, Alex. Yeah, pretty much spot on. Um they looked okay defensively and in midfield, but like I say, Arthur, I don't think he had a, a save of note to make, really. They either missed the target or just weren't creating chances. Um but yeah, I don't know where the Shrewsbury manager was coming from in terms of them being the better team and pressing us and putting us under loads of pressure. Yeah. Um, they had their spell in the second half naturally when they went a goal behind and they, they pinned us in a little bit, but wouldn't say they dominated. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where I was going. He, he came out afterwards, Taylor, didn't he? And sort of, look, he was in shock at the fact that Wrexham had won uh, and, um, and sort of implied that they dominated the game. So, uh I, I sort of thought, oh, I'm going to have a look at the stats here to see because I don't, I don't, I, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't necessarily feel that, but you, you know, you don't necessarily always. So I'll share the, uh, I'll share the stats with you. Um, so here we go. Uh, Wrexham actually had 62% of the ball. Now it's what one game in 12 that we have more possession than a team, isn't it? It's you know, it's very rare. It's not our game at all. So we've dominated the ball. They've created the better chances, is what the XG tells you. Um, in the, the chances that they have created, theirs were better. Um, but yeah, it's us that have obviously uh, scored the the deflect. It was deflected, wasn't it? That O'Connor, uh, that O'Connor goal. But if you watch it back, it's actually a lovely move uh, of six or seven or eight passes. Um, if you watch the replay back, um, so they've had eleven shots, same as us. They've only hit the target twice. We've hit the target four times. They've had. Three big chances, which is probably the one that I was... The, basically, the ones we were talking about, isn't it? Um, it doesn't tell you, but they've hit the woodwork once when we had the same amount of corners. So, unfortunately for uh, Taylor, the stats uh, don't marry up with that, do they, Richie? No, and obviously, I listened to your interview with a guy, a Shrewsbury fan before the game. Yes. And I can see now why they're frustrated with the manager. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. Do you, you know what that actually, that actually what, yeah, when he spoke, I thought it's a similar story here from what you know the guy the Shrewsbury fan was saying. To be fair, he spoke well and he's exactly right in what he's saying. The manager yeah. just won't admit to what, yeah, you know, sees a different game and everyone does see a different game. But when he said that, I thought, look, this guy just actually said before the game, this is what he's gonna do or what he's gonna say. Um, and yeah, yeah, maybe they are short of a striker, but. I think also you've got to come out and just say, do you know what? It was a close game, nip and tuck. 
and in the end they took it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, it, it's just some honesty, I guess, that is what you'd want because that then you know that you're going to put the problem right if you admit you've got a problem, aren't you? And that would that's what you would frustrate you as a fan yeah. if they're not admitting there is a problem, but you can see there is a very obvious problem, then it gets you even more frustrated, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So let's just talk about quickly about the lineup. Um, was there any surprises in there for anybody or not? The fact that we didn't change it at all. Uh, no, no surprises. The only thing I thought he might have done was start Dolby instead of Fletcher. Right. Yeah. Um, but other than that, as expected. Yeah. Did you predict any changes, Richie, or not? Sorry, what was that? I didn't grab that. Did you predict any changes, or did you think he'd go I, go again? I was with Alex. I thought he would have gone with Dalby. Yeah, um, and I did put on my predicted one. I thought he may have brought James Jones in for Cannon. Okay. I did. I did think he might have changed that there, just just to just to freshen up a little bit. Okay. It was the Dalby was the one for me. I thought he'd rest Fletcher, given the fact that in his interviews after the game. Uh, against uh, Barrow, it was, wasn't it? He'd said that his legs were like yeah. jelly, I think, basically, after 20 minutes. So um, so that was why I thought he might have uh, he might have done something. But, uh, uh, but yeah, um, I, I hope everybody saw the pictures that were going around pre just before kick-off of the... Uh, the massive, uh, the the uh, one of the, the the stand opposite what the one we were in actually. They had flags. They had a flag day. They did, and uh, the uh, the boys there, the the polers, should we call them, managed to put their uh, put their, put their flag the wrong way, <laughs> which was uh, had everybody chuckling. Did you see those pictures? Yeah, and it does nothing for the rumours uh, that Shrewsbury fans can't read or write. They got their. Uh... <laughs> Can't even get their flag the right way round. <laughs> so that was quite funny. I did see somebody say, "Well, that was for all the new fans that don't normally go, but only come to see the Wrexham, so, so, so that they could see to remember who they were supporting and supposed to be cheering for." Like so, uh, so mm. yeah. Um, what was the it's atmosphere? The well, yeah. I mean, it was just a big gaudy thing, weren't they? Um, what did the atmosphere come across like on the telly? Um, Wrexham fans definitely the louder. Right. Didn't really hear anything from Shrewsbury. Um, could hear the James McLean chant going a fair few times. Um, yeah, it was definitely Wrexham who made more of the noise, more of the noise. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, so, what else is there to say about uh, about that game? It was it wasn't pretty. Do we care in a cup game? Do you care? Probably not. Do you just want to win and get through to the next round? Don't you? Hey. Nobody remembers how you played in a derby match. Mm. The only thing that matters is the score. Yeah. And we won. Great wonder win. Um, I was going to call him the Irish Beckenbauer, but I probably shouldn't. That's no, not this week. Leave it a week. Yeah. Um, Tom O'Connor again, fantastic. Um, slightly fluky goal, but the limbs in the away end when that went in, it looked uh, looked pretty mental. Yeah, so winners and losers then. So O'Connor, O'Connor, the, the the main winner. Is there anybody else that stood out for anybody? Evans is the other one that's got a mention a few from a few people. Um, is there anybody else that stood out for anybody? Elliot Lee. I saw saw a few people saying Elliot Lee had a good game for them. Um, but uh, anybody else? His interview was better. Uh, his <laughs> his int- interview was better than his game. His interview. Yeah. Uh, 
it, and I mean, it was an epic interview. To be fair, I, I'll squeeze it in somewhere. I might put it. I might start the podcast with it, um, uh, just to uh, just to, to put the cat amongst the pigeons because it was uh, it was funny watching that in, on the bus on the way home, uh, seeing how it had riled up the uh, the Shrewsbury fans. Obviously, um, yeah. he got the television man of the match. He did, he? yeah, he did get yeah. the TV one. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I saw. I think it was O'Connor got into the uh, Harry Red. Was it Harry Redknapp? It's got a. Yeah. It did a team of the week, and he ended up in that. Not that Harry Redknapp's watched that game. Somebody else has told him <laughs> which team to put out, but he got into that team, O'Connor, didn't he? So. Uh, so yeah, there was two or three there. Was there anybody that was? Were we concerned by anybody? Anybody's performance below par? Anything or? No. Not that you felt. I mean, I'm a bit sceptical at the moment of Max. Yeah, uh, yeah that's been the one for really me. To... Well. He'd done really well. Um, but he did, I mean, he did struggle. He did grow back into the game. But yeah. going forward with the centre-backs coming back fit, I know I don't want to touch on anything else. But, yeah, I think uh, he just, for me, he just looked a bit, a bit ropey at times, didn't he? Yeah, he did look. He did look. He did struggle, um, but like you say, he got he got into it in the end. Um, but that's uh, we can talk about that because there was a. I don't know if we've all seen this. So there was an interview. It was Rich Williams in the Leader that's put this article out today, um, saying that there's four players about to come back from injury, um, which is basically the the three centre halves and Ollie Palmer. I think it was, wasn't it? Have, has anybody else read it, or is it just me? Yeah. Um, <sighs> So, um, so that's. But obviously, I don't think it gave a time scale, though, did it? Just said they were basically imminent. Um, is uh, is what it said. Um, so that obviously that'll be interesting to see. At least it's going to give us some strength in depth. The um, the thing it might do as well is give give it give them some. It'll take the pressure off the need to do anything quickly in the transfer market. Uh, and they'll be they'll have some time then to work, won't they? If you've got bodies, at least it gives you it gives you that luxury of time. Um, so that's the uh, that's the only thing. Uh, and to be fair, with something to touch on from the um, just from Humphrey, Humphrey did imply that any activity in the transfer market would probably be later than earlier. Um, uh, to be fair, but um, I mean that's it's tough because. You're waiting for somebody else to tell you whether a player is available or not, aren't you? And you know it, it. It's not always in your hands. You can. Uh, you can. It's all right wanting a player, but if he's not available, you can't do anything, can you? So, um, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And if worst comes to worst, then we don't sign anyone. It's really not the end of the world. We've got this far joint seconds with the squad yeah. we've got, plus a shed load of injuries. So if we can. Get not have any injuries in the second half of the season. There's not really anything stopping us from getting in that top three still. No, you could probably argue the uh, the. Um, I know he wasn't tested too much, but uh, keeping a conco here past January is probably the priority. Uh, in hindsight, is that is that a fair yeah. comment? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, we could probably get away with everything else, can't we? We can shuffle players round. We can move a, a McLean or a layup front if we're really low on numbers. You can do some other bits, but um, yeah, Arthur is probably the would, would be lovely to be able to announce him um, as a uh, as a permanent signing. So um, right, uh, apart from them being really angry, really furious, 
trying to mock us for the 15 years that we've not played them or 16 years we haven't played them or whatever uh have we got anything else to say about the tractor but the tractor boys or uh, are we done with shrewsbury and we'll see them next season if they manage to stay in the league i was just about to say i think that if they don't sign a striker yeah alone or sign somebody yeah they will be filtering with they will be with relegation even though the position they're in now if you don't score goals, yeah, you struggle. It, it catches up with you eventually, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially with yeah. four going down out of that league. Yeah, I think, and that's not just to have an extra dig, but I actually do think if you don't sign a striker, you know they got the away goals record is unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, well, they're better away from home. No, they're worse away from. Sorry, they're better at home. They're they're terrible away from home. That's why I was. Yeah. If it would have been a draw, I'd have been happy because the fact that they're so bad away from home. Are they won two games all season or something like that? I think they scored seven goals, isn't it, away from home or something daft like uh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Like they, um, uh, I, I hadn't thought about it too much, but you know, thinking about it with the four dropping out of that league. Um, if you're not scoring goals, you eventually that is going to catch up with you in it. So uh, they'll uh, they'll have to fix that, and I don't know financially whether they're in a position to or what. I don't know. We uh, that's their worry, not ours, isn't it? They could come and buy yeah, Billy Waters off us half a million. That'll do. Yeah, yeah. We, we should we should have should have we should have offered him while we were there. So, oh, we've got just the player for you. Um, anyway, okay. Shall we? Uh, we'll come back in a minute. And we'll just quickly look ahead to Wimbledon um, before we uh, before we uh, do our do our mailbag and push Richie on who's his, why he's got a Tottenham tattoo. Uh, should we do? <laughs> should, we, should, we, should we do? We'll do that. All right. We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones, and his best made Mickey T. Uh, so, AFC Wimbledon, uh, return fixture. Uh, we played them earlier in the season, got a draw. I've actually done a little preview, which I'll play in a minute with uh, Mark Lewis from the uh, the Dons Trust, who uh, very kindly... I spoke to them, actually. I was in Egypt at the time, I think, when I, uh, when I spoke to them for their uh, Same Old Wombles podcast. Uh, so he returned the favour for me. So I've spoken to them. He uh, he already pre-warned us that they were about to sign a player, which they have done. Is it gone through today? I think the uh, is it Joe Lewis from Stockport. I think it is. Uh, they've uh, they've signed him, but they're in a little bit of a trouble because uh, a squad player. He's not a key player. A squad player was his name Peller or something. He got sent off. Well, he got two yellow cards and got uh, sent off. Then is it Bogle and Alhamidi? Their strike force are at the Asia Cup. I think they're at. Uh, I believe is the Asia Cup. I don't think they're at the African Nation Cup of Nations squad. Uh, and then I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but their Johnny Jackson's got a touchline ban, <laughs> so their manager isn't going to be yeah. in the touchline. He will presumably be in our director's box with a headpiece, uh, an earpiece of some description, or his mobile phone or something uh, going on. So they've got a lot of distraction, is is how I would describe it. Um, they sit in about seventh uh, from memory. They played last night in the uh, what's it? The Bristol Street Motors, is it that one? Yeah. In the Bristol Street Motors Cup, yeah. I think they won. They beat whoever they were playing. I can't remember. Oxford. Who it... 
Oxford, Oxford, Oxford United, though, was it not Oxford? Because there's that Oxford City as well, isn't there? That's in the National League. Uh, oh, it was League Oxford. One. Oxford yeah, it was United. League One Oxford that they've beaten two nil. Let's just have a quick look at that uh, to see their team, um, because none of these apps ever get their team right. Uh, when I spoke to Mark, he said, "Oh no, we play a variation of four four two all the time now." Uh, oh, there's no because it's that because it's the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. There is no, there isn't a lot of info, but it was James Tilly who scored uh, a couple of goals, who was in red hot form at the start of the season. I think he got a goal against us at least. My memory's gone now. Uh, I think he got at least one. He was red hot at the start of the season. He scored again yesterday, so um, so that they they are managing to score some goals. But our, I mean, at home, are we just thinking? Given all the disruption, this will be a relatively easy game, or how, how are we feeling, Alex? Confident, as always, at home in the league. Yeah. Um, especially with their one of the league's best strikers being unavailable. Yeah. Um, a couple of their important players not being in the team. Yeah. Table doesn't lie, so they're seventh, so they're not bad, but we've shown at the race course we can beat these teams in the playoffs. Um, as well as the teams at the bottom, obviously. So I'm really confident on a high after 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 Sunday. Um, the players will be on a high, the fans will be on a high. I'm not sure how many first-team players played for Wimbledon yesterday, but yeah. obviously they've played Tuesday, so they might be a bit tired. Yeah. Obviously they've got to come all the way up to North Wales from, from London as well. Everything's in our favour, so I'll be shocked if we, uh, if we don't get three points on Saturday. I mean, it all sounds set up for us for an upset. That doesn't it? The way you've sort of described it, then it's like the punchline is, but we lose one nil in it. It's that's just. Oh, is that old Wrexham and not new Wrexham? Oh, wait, that's the old Wrexham. That's yeah. old Wrexham. The last that's time we we did a Wrexham very okay. long time ago. Richie, are you? Uh, I, oh, I I reckon when you don't tell us yet. When you predict a score later, this is going to be a cracker, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's going to be like I've said the last few times. It's going to be. Like a Man City game again. It'll just be, the game will be over, where we just won't get out of third gear. Oh, okay. I don't think they're going to pull any set at all. Um, and I just think it's another one, it'll just be another three points for us. Tick the box, move on, move on to Newport. And I think the Newport game will be a harder game, actually, the week after. Be a good game. Yeah. Be a harder game. Than oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I think yeah, away from home, I, I suppose, yeah, that's the... A bit more of a challenge in a, in a well in a arguably a derby game. I don't know, depending on how you define your derbies, but uh, yeah, um, I can understand your theory with uh, with that. Um, I I think Wrexham win this game by two goals. Um, so uh, when I when I come to my predictions, that will reflect in 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 said uh, in said scoreline. But are we what are we given what we saw over the last couple of games, given the the sort of changes and what came on. From Shrewsbury, what, are we expecting any change? And this sort of this little bit of information that well, these these some of these players are close to coming back now. Are we expecting any changes? Um, that Dolby one is the one for me. I think we might see Dolby is the is my gut feeling. But what do we think? Yeah, I'd be surprised if Fletcher starts for three matches, three weeks yeah. in a row. Um, I just think it is age, and after what he said after the Barrow match. Yeah. I just think it's the right time for uh, for Dolby to come back in, and actually, thought Dolby played quite well against against Shrewsbury. Got the assist. Yeah. Didn't do 
a few other good things of note as well. I just think it'll be Dolby for Fletcher. I think the back three or the back five at the moment probably picks itself with the yeah. clean sheets we're picking up. Okay, we didn't keep a clean sheet against Barrow, but we almost did. And the midfield three, it's full flowing at the moment. You'd find it very difficult to to drop any of those players. So I think Dolby for Fletcher and that'll be it. What, what about you, Richie? I think Barney comes in, I do, this time. Oh, okay, think, yeah. Um, he came on as a sub, obviously, against Shrewsbury, didn't he? Yeah, he's done a couple of sub appearances now. I think he comes on yeah. uh, to give him more minutes. I think he starts, sorry, instead of Ford. Okay. Um, I just, I think, and because we're at home as well, right. that sort of, you know, that will sort of make his twist and decision is to go for that. Um, I think that'll be a start. I agree with Alex. Yeah. So I, I would say it all depends. We've known, done it before where these three centre halves, we don't know how far they're away. And sometimes one can just appear, can't they? Yeah, they, they has done. They're springing a surprise, don't they? Out of nowhere, somebody's fit enough to start. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, you've got to be careful with the three of them because the three of them are injury prone. Yeah. So you don't really want to, want to chuck your cat in that. So maybe, I'd, he'll probably start with Max, but I would say that one of them would, one of them will be on the bench at the three and one of them will come on probably. Okay. Um, the only other one I that that's the that change you speculated about before in midfield. I think it was Alex uh, of James Jones, perhaps for Cannon, just because Cannon's played a lot of football lately, Annie. And I just wonder, George Evans had a what should we call it, a, an enforced rest while he had Christmas off. I just wonder whether he there's potential for him to give Cannon a rest ahead of that big away game and play James Jones. That's the only other one that I could see. If that happened, you wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't be like totally out there, would it? No, not at all. No, okay. Um, so come on then, scores, scores on the doors. I'm going three one Wrexham. I was going to say that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I you think can still we'll say it. Sheet. I think we'll get a clean sheet. Actually, I'm okay. going to go three one. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Come on then, Richie. Same as same as Barrow four one. You reckon it'd be 4-1? Yeah, we'll get some goals. be nice for Moles to uh, get firing again because I, f- I felt, feel for him at the moment having to sort of scrap around and not really... Uh, I was going to say we're not creating a lot of chances for him. Sometimes they do fall for him, but they're not necessarily easy. But um, it would be nice for him to get a little run going now, wouldn't it? To, uh, you know, to get some confidence and get him going. Yeah, yeah get absolutely. Um, second half of the season... I think he'll come into form again. I just think he needs a match where he can score a hat-trick, get back into his rhythm, into his flow. Not to say he's been playing badly. No, because he works incredible. Excellent. Yeah, he's been setting up other players. Um, But I think if we're going to nail down a top three position or a title position, then we need Mullen scoring once every two games again. But we need to help him. We need to create these chances for him, don't we? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Okay, good. Is there anything else about Wimbledon? I mean, it's a, it'll be the... the. Are we all going? Or commentary? Yeah. Going, stroke commentary. What are you doing, Alex? Commentary. Commentary. Richie, are you in the tech end? Or where are you sat this time? Yeah, tech end, yeah. 
Tech end. So the cop end will be sold out, I'm assuming, um, in that stand. Uh, I, I believe that they're, they're bringing north of a thousand people. So uh, I think they're on about putting on extra buses and stuff um, because there's so many of them coming. So uh, it should be a good atmosphere, really, should it? Because uh, a lot of them, are, a lot of them are. Uh, uh, our ground is one that obviously they haven't been able to visit or visit for a long time, so they're ticking it off the uh, off the list, as it were, um, in reference for that. So uh, yeah, sounds it does it does look like a lot of things are in our favour, but you know sometimes football punches you in the face afterwards after that, doesn't it? So uh, we will see. But yeah, I'll um, I'll play that Mark Lewis interview so that because uh, that's uh, that was a good chat with it, that we had for thirty or forty minutes. So. Uh, so I'm delighted to welcome. Well, I'm not really welcoming you back because I came on your uh, podcast thinking about it when we uh, when we spoke in August. So Mark Lewis, still still same old Womble, still going, still 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 thriving. So the uh, the same old Womble podcast is is still going well. We're on about um, I think the season two episode in nineteen twenty or so. Yeah, uh, I'm actually personally not doing it at the moment, um, right. but my friends are doing it. The guys that the guys that founded it with me are doing it. Um, the reason for that is is very straightforward, um, because I'm also a board member um, of the Don's oh. Trust of the football club. Right. I realised that it's a little difficult to be able to be as critical as you might want to be. Yes. Of what's going on. Um, when you actually perhaps know a little bit more behind the scenes than yeah. other fans should. Right. Um, and obviously we don't run the club on a day-to-day basis. We're volunteer um, fans who've been elected to be board members. But anyway, we figured that if I took a, a step back from the podcast for the period of time when I'm on the board um, and my my uh, tenure runs out this time next year, um, end, of, end of this year, actually, 2024, end of 2024, um, so my 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 friends still do it. Uh, they haven't kicked me off the the WhatsApp yet, but sameoldwombles.com <laughs> is definitely the place to listen to for for the preview, and and I get them to give you a plug as well. Brilliant. Uh, so sabbatical, I think we call that, then, don't we? Is that what's, that's uh, the one? Yeah. Is that you're on sabbatical, and I'm extremely lucky to have you uh, talking to me then. Uh, so I uh, so I appreciate that because um, I wasn't aware of that. I was I was just calling in a favour, really, hoping hoping you'd remember from last time. So uh, that, thank that's you what for that. Football fans do, right? We call in favours. We don't, you know, we don't judge each other and, yeah. and so on. And uh, and I see all these things about Wrexham and, and have an opinion about that. But then I think, well, hang on, Matthew seems like a really nice guy. <laughs> Let's not judge all the Wrexham fans. Let's not tar them. At <laughs> yes, there's been a lot written over the last couple of days, especially. It's been quite funny uh, watching it, to be fair, um, following our victory over a, 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 a rival uh, in a derby I, match. I, but... I do have a mate who's a Salah fan. And he <laughs> oh, he won't, he won't be very happy. couple of days, yeah. Yeah, he might want to uh, not, not message him for a while. Uh, so let's let's kick off with uh, set the scene. Well, I guess are you will you be up then on Saturday or what's the um, score? I, I'd love to be, and oh. unfortunately, um, in terms of recovering from illness wise, I decided that that one is is one I'm going to pass on. My my next like long distance trip is is Bradford um, oh, in a couple of weeks time. Okay, but um, I definitely want to be. Uh, Wrexham is one of the, the one of the grounds I haven't done. I've done about fifty five or so. Right. But uh, the way things are going, yeah, I may miss my chance this season, and you may pass us by up into league. <laughs> well, it's 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 a, a bit a little bit of interesting because obviously when we met earlier in the season, we were underprepared and uh, went to your place, and well, I don't know how would you describe it. <laughs> 
It was uh, an interesting um, game. <laughs> it was a feisty game. Yeah. Um, I, I, if I'm completely honest, I was quite disappointed by Wrexham. Yeah. Um, I thought, I guess I, I, I got sucked in by the hype as well. Um, it was a feisty game on and off the pitch, and that was really good because there was banter between both sets of fans. Yeah. It doesn't happen in League Two very often. Old school, I should call that. Game, it doesn't happen to women game as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so actually, I thought on the day you were lucky to get away with the draw. Yeah, I mean, I think um, we play Phil Parkinson football. So we're, you know, we're not pretty like a Notts County are, but we're we're attritional and effective, and that's what he's built us to be. So if people come thinking we're going to be Man City, then that's where the uh, where, where the expectation cannot be met. But yeah, it's like if you if you, and if you look at our progress, this is exactly what you know exactly that sort of that reflects that, doesn't it? If you you know we've slowly but surely just worked our way up to be in the top three at the moment so um well you've learned yeah. how to defend i think that's quite important well yeah I mean, <laughs> you, know, you were playing keegan football for for the first couple of months of the season yeah to be fair we had you know we had ben foster who was uh struggling from when he came back from america who very quickly realized it was time for him to go um uh, we're in a much different position now with an arsenal loney you know with, with arthur Conquo who was at crew last season so yeah, um, i remember him i remember him playing very very well for crew against us yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're uh, so so we're getting we're getting better. We're not perfect, but we're getting better. But at home, of course, we're exceptional. I think it's seventy-five-ish games under Phil Parkinson and only four losses. So you know that is uh, that is a tough game uh, for anybody. Doesn't matter who it is for anybody. Um, but I guess give us this give us the uh, the state of the nation, as it were, from a Wimbledon point of view, because obviously there's a few players will be missing ahead of the weekend. Is that right? You had a, a sending off last week and a few others away. The, the, the state of the nation is an interesting one because um, between between now and uh, what, what, between when we record this and, and the the game actually on Saturday, we're hoping for um, some confirmation about what's going on in the transfer window. Yeah, um, we've got uh, as is always the way at this time of year. We've had some players on loan, and the last couple of years, uh, and obviously Wrexham were involved in one of these. The last couple of years, we've lost in the January transfer window some very important players to us yeah. at the time. Obviously, we lost Palmer two years ago; yeah. never replaced him. Um, the guy who replaced him with couldn't hit a barn door. Um, and last year, we lost um, a very creative attacking winger called Ayuba Sal, um, who was sold to um, a Middle Eastern club who paid a million pound up front. Um, or so I'm told. Anyway, undisclosed fee. Um, <laughs> as they say. There's a rumor that um, it was a million pound. Um, apparently, apparently, yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's for... that, that's what they say. But uh, but the point being that we never really properly recovered. We had two or three loanees that were recalled in January last year, um, and a couple of injuries as well. And our season fell off a cliff at the end of um, well, sort of mid January onwards. I think we beat Stockport on the 28th of Jan last season, last year, and then won two more games between the end of the end of the season. Um, so there's a little bit of um, uh, whatever the uh, the fans basically are concerned um, as to whether the same thing's going to happen. Yeah. Um, at the moment, we have two very sharp low knees on loan that Stockport don't want, apparently. Um, okay. Connor Lemonay Evans, um, right, yeah. left winger. He's about five foot nine, but he has the leap of a, of a seven foot, seven foot nothing. He had a really good um, season in the uh, National League one of the years we were there. So, uh, yeah. And and to be fair, he's had a really good season with us. I think he scored three or four goals and, and 
popped up in different formations and so on. Yeah. Um, apparently, he is being recorded because Stockport have injuries. Right. Uh, we also thought uh, that Joe Lewis was going to be uh, recalled, who has been a stalwart right-sided centre-back for us. Yeah. Um, but the news has come out this afternoon, this is Monday I'm talking to you, that apparently he's not going to be recalled because we've actually put a bid in which has been accepted. Oh, okay. Now, I hesitate to say that because you never know. Yeah. Um, especially when I'm talking to a Wrexham fan. Yeah. <laughs> but no. um, yeah, if we can get him permanently, then he'll be back in the team and then that will be our first choice defence with, with him and Ryan Johnson together. Um, we lost Harry Pell. He got sent off for two yellow cards. Harry yeah. Pell's not choice anyway. Um, but more importantly, at the moment, we're missing um, Ali Alhamidi, um, our main centre-forward goal scorer. Uh, he couldn't buy a goal when he played against you in August, but since then, I think he's got 15 in 25, something like that. Yep. Um, and his fellow striker, uh, Omar Bugel, who's got experience in League 2 with Sutton and with us. And he's just one of those nasty uh, players who love playing for you and hate playing against you. Yeah, we've got uh, one of them. also in the Asian Cup um, yeah. with Lebanon. Yeah. So we've got a 19-year-old, 18, 19-year-old playing up front who's very quick, very exciting, but very raw. Yeah. Um, so I think Wrexham away in front of eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 baying Welshmen will be a bit of an eye-opener for him. It'll be a test uh, and some good experience for him, if nothing else, won't it? Yeah, you'll you'll find a you'll get a marker for his level, won't you? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he's he's not ready yet, but uh, until and unless we can sign somebody unknown. I mean, Al Hamadi we signed this time last year from Wickham Reserve, and no one had ever heard of him, and he he barely had a kick in league football. Yeah, and he scored twenty five, twenty six goals in probably forty games. Yeah. Um, in the second half of last season, first half of this season, so he's been a definite find, and we're hoping that we can we can you know create another um, another gem, as they say, uh, um, carve out another gem from from uh, lower league or non league possibly. But the, even you know even national league teams are are seeing that um, people have paid money. No names yeah. mentioned, um, and and then they're coming to someone like Wimbledon saying, yeah, of course you can have our our. 20-year-old, unproven striker. For a million pounds. Goals, yeah. But he'll, he'll be quarter of a million quid, and we're like, yeah. no chance. Man. Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine. Uh, well, Al Hamadi and Bugle are both away then, is that right? Yes, they're both uh, they're away. Both they're both away. on We'd... Asian Cup duty, lucky yeah. for you guys. Um, they've got three group games, which I think start at some point this week. So I think the earliest day we're back is something like the 27th yeah, yeah, yeah. of January. We're, we're playing um, a team from Buckinghamshire that's been rearranged for 23rd and we're definitely missing him for that one, which is okay. regrettable. Yeah, we've got something similar, but we've only got one player. We've got Jacob Mendy, the left wing back, who uh, we, we got from Boreham Wood. He's uh, away with uh, Gambia, so um, he, he'll be away for a, a few weeks and definitely misses this game. Uh, from memory, was it, it was James Tilly, I think, that ran us ragged, wasn't it, in that game against you? Yeah, again, Tilly's another classic example of, of of finding a supposedly hidden diamond because he played for Crawley for a couple of years in League Two, not really ripped up any trees, scored no more than three or four goals in a season. Yeah. Um, and he'd scored 10 goals by the end of um, October, I think, um, this season. Um, he was our penalty taker for a while. He scored an, an excellent... Um, Cool as ice penalty at uh, Stamford Bridge when we lost narrowly to Chelsea in the League Cup, um, and 
he scored that penalty, I think. We had two penalties against yourselves. Yeah. Um, and he scored one of them. Um, but then his his form's gone off, dropped off a cliff. Um, so he he actually is not even first choice right now. He might be for the weekend. Yeah. If Lemon Havens goes back, then then Tilly probably will slot back in the left wing. But um, yeah, he was he was definitely um, a very very pleasant surprise because no one really knew much about him. Um, but as I say, uh, and since the end of October, he hasn't really um, hasn't really done a lot. But I think um, he's still second top scorer. Yeah, yeah, for you, I think he probably is. Um, how's Bass? Just last one on your squad, just to fill us in a bit. How's Bass playing? Because he always, I always think he looks re- a really good goalkeeper. But you see him more than me. Um, Alex Bass is, is is definitely a League One quality goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, that we're able to play in League Two. Um, is he good enough to play for Sunderland in the Championship? The level they want, probably not. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to be called from what we generally gather, which is really positive to hear. Uh, he just gives the defence a, a calmness. I mean, he didn't have the greatest game on Saturday. He went a bit, he went walk about in the box, and um, Ipswich scored a couple of cheap goals, one deflection and one. Basically, he he came out to to try and punch the ball clear when he hit. There were four defenders there and got in the way of his own defenders, and and gave, and therefore the the centre back had a free um, open goal. But apart from that, I'd say he's definitely saved us on a number of occasions. Um, we were down to ten men just before Christmas at Crawley for the last half an hour, um, and they had nothing of the game for the first hour, and then they came at us very very strong, eleven against ten, and he kept us in it, and and we we. Uh, Got over the line two one. That was not not uh, insignificantly down to um, to Alex Bass and, and his uh, shot stopping. His ability, yeah. Um, now, from what I can see from the outside, uh, predominantly at the moment, you sort of seem to play variations of four three three. Is that is that a, a fair comment? We, we haven't played we haven't played four three three once this season. Um, oh, really? Uh, don't worry about it. The the BBC seemed to think we play four three three, but yeah. we don't. <laughs> we we. We started off the season until about the end of October, as I mentioned with Tilly, playing four four two straight four four two. Right. Um, although Bugle was was slightly uh, removed from being right up front with with um, Al Hamidi, um, but we were playing uh, Josh Noville, uh, Nerfil, uh, who is right footed on the uh, sorry, yeah, right footed on the left wing. Yeah. And James Tilly, who is left-footed on the right wing. Inverted. Uh, inverted is the model. Inverted wingers, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> now, neither of them have, have been in the team since then. Um, and we've been playing normal conventional wingers, and it works relatively well. But, um, no, I mean, straightforwardly 4-4-2. Um, more recently, because it worked really well against Notts County, mainly because Notts County don't know how to defend. <laughs> um, we played a diamond in midfield. Um, okay. We did that against Moss County, and we did reverted to that against Swindon as well. Um, and on the break, we're quite devastating. But the caveat to that, of course, is on the break, we're quite devastating because Al Hamadi is three or four yards quicker than anything in League Two. Right. But he's not playing, so yeah. different story entirely. But we we definitely try to to mix it up between a straightforward conventional four four two, you know, overlapping four X. Um, I don't want to talk up Jack Carey as our left back too much because. Um, there were lots and lots of. Is he playing well? <laughs> he's, he's playing rather well, and there were lots and lots of scouts. Right. Uh, apparently, the scout that was watching Ipswich on Saturday said he's the best left back he's seen all season, okay. and he only watches Championship football. So that wasn't that's a good a, sign. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that's good for that. Well, maybe we'll get a uh, <laughs> an early sniff of him then uh, ahead of... Because uh, who knows what will happen with James McLean in the future. Obviously, his uh, ageing years, he could be his replacement. So some variation then of four four two is what we're uh, is what we're assuming that we'll uh, we'll, we'll see uh, on on Saturday, barring any last minute, you know, as can happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking I'm looking at the team that played the home game against you, and we had Ogan Doyle playing right back, um, who has lost his place to Biller, um, but they're yeah. both young young academy graduates. Biller is quicker and. and much more um, progressive and attacking sense. Yeah. Open door is a better defender. Um, then Pierce was playing centre back, who is our old kind of warhorse ex Millwall player. Um, yeah. He's tweaked his thigh, so he's probably injured. Um, so Johnson actually played left back that day because um, Johnson's normally the left side centre back. So Johnson will play centre back. Yeah. Um, and Jack Curry probably left back. Uh, yeah, the main fulcrum is um, Jake Reeves and, and Armani Little. Um, okay. I'd love to, to know how many um, miles, kilometres, general motorway lengths they, they run every single game because they they dictate the tempo to almost every single game. Um, we finally, having missed six penalties this season, we finally realised that if you give it to your skipper, who's a, is the best ball um, dead ball person you've got, he will score. Funny uh, that, isn't it? <laughs> five penalties in the last three or four games. Um, and he he smashes them top corner, you know. Yeah. Even if you know where he's going to put it, you still can't get there. Ah, uh, yeah. And so if we get a penalty against you again, then we're in we'll trouble. Confident that Reeves will will put it away. Oh, he's a big lad of Conquo. That's the only thing I'll say. He is, uh, you know, he's six foot six, with long arms, but still, I get. I, yeah, I, but I you know, you know when they put them in top ends and no one can touch them with well, venom. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, so what's the general feeling ahead of this weekend then before we uh, start to digging into predictions and stuff? How are Wimbledon fans feeling? I mean, you're sitting, what, are you in seventh, I think, at the moment? Uh, you just uh, just uh, crept into the still, Yeah, we're knocking in around the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the playoff picture to me is, is curious because <clears throat> I guess because we obviously didn't really spend too much time in the league at the same time as Wrexham, yeah. Um, and then obviously you've come through very, very rapidly recently. We don't, I don't almost remember that Wrexham were in the same league as us. If that sounds, that might sound a little peculiar. What no, I mean I get by it. that, we, yeah. we assume that Wrexham will get promoted yeah. um, either by the playoffs or, or directly. Um, um, having said that, you know, the best teams we've seen this, seen this season were Swindon for about 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and certainly Notts County. Notts County in terms of how they play football, but, yeah. but if they can't defend, they're not going to get anywhere, frankly. Correct, yeah. Um, so, you know, we didn't expect to be around the playoffs. We were, we, we literally were one defeat away from being relegated last year. Yeah. So if we can push in around the playoffs, then, you know, I mean, we played Crew and Crew were awful, and Crew got a 100th minute equaliser against us. But since then, they've, They've managed to, you know, really hold uh, their own at, at the very highest level for a long time. So, you know, good luck to them in that particular regard. Um, but I don't see really, apart from Notts County for sheer weight of numbers um, and obviously Wrexham and obviously Stockport. I missed the Stockport game. They're the one promotion contender I haven't seen. Right. But apart from those three, I don't necessarily see any outstanding candidates. Okay. For any of the other playoff places, 
or, or um, I don't think we'll go anywhere near automatic promotion because we haven't quite got the killer instinct and we certainly haven't got the the length the size of squad okay yeah um, I just I was just on crew I watched their game against Mansfield on uh, Saturday I think it was um because we weren't playing obviously because we played on the Sunday um and a more one-sided game that ended up one nil <laughs> you will never see I don't think Mansfield were uh, sort of knocking at the door very hard I uh, I've enjoyed watching Mansfield a couple of times this season I don't know if you saw that or the highlights or or, hmm. or what, but they uh, yeah they've they look good. Um, yeah, but if you don't to, like to, you, don't win, Clough, you don't score, he, you don't win, do you? Absolutely. I mean, but Clough managed to manage a scenario where he was playing centre forwards. He was playing Aitkins and uh, another centre forward whose name fails me, but uh, as fullbacks, because <laughs> um, they were massive and they were therefore defensively very very strong. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> that was working, and that worked against us. We should have sneaked it. We think um, we're unlucky only to get a nil now. But we have played um, a few of, of the, so to speak, promotion candidates. We played Barrow away already, and we got a yeah. nil-nil. We played Mansfield away already, and we got a nil-nil. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're quietly confident, but as is always the way, you've got to finish your chances. Yeah. And we beat... Uh, Colchester over Christmas New Year, 29th of December. Yeah. We beat them 5 3. We genuinely could have scored 11 or 12. Yeah. <clears throat> Al Hamadi missed four, five chances. He scored one, but he did miss four or five chances. Yeah. And their keeper made uh, some really, really good saves. Okay. Okay, so you're feeling you're feeling generally feeling good though about where you are compared because you know compared to early on at the end you you haven't got that bitter taste from the end of the season where you're like oh phew you know we've only just stayed up uh, things are definitely no, trending in the no. right direction think, for you. Aren't they? I think we're still punching above our weight realistically. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I mean I've seen a few people starting to now do predictions for where the League Two table will end up at the end of the season, which I think is far too premature to do that because you have no idea where people will be at the end of January, let alone at the end of. April. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Swindon, for example, had Kemp and Young, and they were Be really cold. quite reliant on both yeah. of those two, and now they've both been recalled. Yeah. A load of people have lost players that, that have been recalled already. Um, Morecambe did really well and thumped us with um, Mickey Mellon's son playing up front, and yes. he's been recalled as well. So, yeah. if you can't replace these people, and obviously Adams has left there as well. Yeah. Difficult, isn't it? It's 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 awkward, and we do this at the start of the season. We predict who's going to finish where, and uh, you don't before a ball's been kicked and before the transfer deadline's over. We're 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 putting league tables up, aren't we? It's funny, uh, but it's fun. We're, we're allowed a bit of fun. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I'm guessing that the Wrexham fans aren't necessarily uh, too upset. I mean, when when you can pull a rabbit out of a hat like uh, a replacing uh, Foster and then B getting someone like Stephen Fletcher in. Yeah. You know, as your like fourth choice striker. And what's happened to Palmer, for example? Is he is he injured? Is he completely <laughs> yeah. off the radar? So um there was a he put a picture on Instagram, I can't remember, let's say it was about ten days or two weeks ago, roughly around that sort of time. It was him in front of a mirror in a gym somewhere saying that he was doing rehab and he had his uh, one of his legs sort of strapped up. Um uh, and so the club haven't said anything officially. Uh, unofficially, I'd seen somebody who, who who claims to have spoke to him. I did air quotes there just so you can, uh, uh, for context, claims to have spoken to him at the ground. Um, and he said he'd got a calf strain and it would be about eight weeks. So, But that's the only thing I've heard. So 
I'm I'm none the wiser in real in reality. I'm, that's third, fourth hand information in it. I'm, you but, know. but but the the actual reality and this this you know shows so to speak why I'm I'm almost like forgetting that Wrexham are in the same league. Is even without Palmer, you've obviously got Mullen and you compensated for Mullen being into the first couple of months of the season. Yeah, you've got Dolby. You probably still got Waters somewhere. In, you Unregistered money. Unregistered. Um, yeah. Exactly. And of course, you've still got um, Fletcher. And even if any of them are not available, then you can play McLean up front. Uh, yeah, I, we dallied with Elliot Lee at, at times, but this season it's been more McLean that he's, for a couple of games, he's played him up front um, just to uh, just to sort of throw a cat amongst the pigeons there. The Fletcher one oh, was... Oh, James it, McLean will definitely do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can imagine he was loving it yesterday as, you know, um, in front of the uh, Shrewsbury fans. You can. Is he still uh, playing the pantomime villain then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and he loves it. So, <laughs> but uh, their fans are, as you, uh, as you can imagine, were raging, frothing at the mouth, trying to jump over the advertising hoardings while he's blowing kisses at them. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, the problem with League Two grounds is that um, sooner rather than later, because that actually happened for the game we had a uh, FA Cup game against Ramsgate. A Ramsgate fan got three quarters away down the pitch. Right. Um, he was completely harmless. Yeah. Um, but apparently he did have a flare and the flare dropped out of his pocket. So um could have been anything. But the steward took three quarters of the pitch to actually catch up with him. Yeah. Um, which is not very big or not very clever. And then the police very heavily manhandled him. Yeah. But um yeah, and League Two grounds it's relatively, you know, I don't know whether you've played Accrington yet, but Accrington, for example, would be pretty easy for someone to get on the pitch and Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah. One, not one day, any of that, of course, because that's ridiculous behaviour. Well, no, no, one day the the wrong person will get to a person, a pantomime villain like that, won't they? That's the that's the that's the the, the ultimate thing. Um, but Fletcher's been an interesting one for us. I'm not sure if you're aware that came about from the Armstrong Luke Armstrong fiasco that we had, where we were going to take him from Harrogate on deadline day, <laughs> and it fell through it. I don't know, midnight, I think it fell through. Um, so the next day we signed Stephen Fletcher as a free agent and, you know, he scored a hat as you do. Day. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. He supposedly was on a golf course somewhere questioning whether he's going to, whether he really wanted to do a pre-season again, really. Uh, and then Ryan Reynolds phoned him up. <laughs> and his, his words were, well, how can you turn him down? Like, so, um, you know, the, the bizarre stories that some footballers are, are able to tell now, isn't it? I guess, I guess, to be honest, for as long as you can, you know, Take advantage of, of those things on and off the pitch. You may as well do so. Yeah, know. yeah. Uh, you know, it, we've never had and it before. I say that practically. I don't <laughs> say that with any jealousy whatsoever. No, I mean, we've never had it before. You know, we've never had the, the financial firepower or the, I don't know, do you call that star power? I don't know what you call that. But, you know, we've never had anybody that could phone somebody up and really stop them in their tracks, as it were, for, for I don't know what the right terminology is. But you get the you get the intention, don't you? Um, yes. So... Um, Come on then, it's prediction time. Uh, as far as I know, we've got a fully fit squad, apart from Mendy being away. Where, uh, but obviously uh, they'll be back in training tomorrow after the weekend. We'll see see if anybody did get knocks or whatever. But uh, I think we're going to be quite strong. We're good at home. Um, I'm normally quite safe, and I say I say we'll con- I, I'm, I'm never confident on clean sheets, so we'll concede one, but we'll score probably two. So I'm going to go for a two-one win. Um, but uh, come on, your your wiser words are needed here, Mark. I don't know about wiser words. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that you're admitting that you probably won't not keep clean sheet either. Because we, to be fair, um, if if and uh, obviously we are working out how to play without Al Hamadi, we've got a, um, 
a Bristol Street Motors game tomorrow night. But again, the squad is such that we'll probably have to play most of the first team in that. Right. Anyway, uh, say a score draw is probably wise, possibly 2-2. Two, two. Um, okay. Again, as long as, as long as two or three of the youngsters that we have don't actually freeze in, in that particularly um, yeah. uh, intense atmosphere. Because Plowland is good and we had 8,500 for Ipswich on Saturday, but it was yeah. pretty... It was a pretty actually low-key atmosphere, mainly because we were playing against a team that was so much better than us. And yeah. Everyone knew that. Ipswich knew that. We knew that as a team. And the fans definitely knew that. Right. But I think going away, we, we're taking over a 1,000 as well. I think there's a lot of a lot of fans who are using that as a, you know, I've never been to Wrexham. Ticket off the list. Yeah. Exactly. We've also got quite a, a vociferous kind of group of about 250, 300 or so Um teenagers for one of a better expression yeah yeah who are who are the ones that make up the songs who are the ones that go home in a way that would yeah. go to wrexham if it was midweek um in the middle of february in the snow and so on yeah um and they they are definitely all up for that um uh, they're talking about adding extra coaches on as well because there's appropriate demand so yeah i think we're going to go there with certainly if, if they do if they do pull off the joe lewis thing that will be so such a completely anti-Wimbledon thing to do because we've always basically messed up transfer windows right. in the last few years. And if we can therefore pull this one off, there'll definitely be a good positive feeling overall in the in the team. And, we, and we'll treat it as a, look, we don't expect to get anything very much. We're going there as underdogs. That is the proper, true, old-fashioned Wimbledon underdog spirit yeah. that I know from my 46 years of following the team. Um, and that usually stands us in good stead. Okay. Well, I just hope hopefully it's a good game. Uh, I'll wish you the best of luck for after this weekend, obviously, because we. Oh, absolutely! Please, please thrash all the other um, promotion <laughs> playoff candidates on our it, behalf, especially we'll... the team from Buckinghamshire, and yeah. even with a few few injuries along the way as well. Thank you. Of very course, much. we were supposed to play them on Saturday, but um, that was that got moved for uh, for this cup for the cup tie. So uh, I've, I've not heard when that's been rearranged, but we'll uh, we will do our best. Um, as soon as as soon as you go out of the FA Cup, the FA will almost certainly make you make you fit into the schedule somewhere. That's what yeah, they've done with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, if uh, I'm sure some Wimbledon fans will find us, but they'll know you already. But we do have Wrexham fans that that absorb and drink in this stuff, and they follow everybody. They follow all the teams. They follow all the podcasts. So same old Wimble, same old Wombles is uh, is. Uh, I think what's the Twitter handle? Can you remember it? I uh, think it's just at say, at same old Wumbles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice and and they'll have a new they'll have a new episode out, I believe, Wednesday or Thursday of this week, that which will obviously be previewing the game. So lovely. So people can follow that and watch that um, in uh, in advance of the uh, the game. Uh, and I will say thank you very much for your time this evening. I'm sorry I've disturbed your dinner. <laughs> no, no problem at all. And I appreciate it. So. I really appreciate the fact that you came on, given uh, given the uh, the fact that you've got all the inside knowledge and you know exactly what's going on, but you won't tell us everything. I really don't. I really don't have any inside <laughs> knowledge. I wish I did. Uh, because then I could put my own mind at rest and, and, and placate my own teenagers as well as, as my friends. <laughs> but um, fingers crossed, um, the, the transfer news is actually working out positively. I was hoping something might break while we were talking, but it doesn't look like it has. Oh well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe after, maybe after. It's FA Cup draw time now, so that's my focus. So uh, we're yeah, uh, good luck with that one. We're and about to go. That'll, that you, you'll, your um, team's eyes will be off the ball in that particular. I've been telling everyone to listen to me. 
So, just thought we'd tried something new, really, and uh, I think we, I think we kind of did do this very early on, but it's, it can be quite hard to get people to engage on social media. So, I put out a post asking, uh, sort of saying, we'll do a bit of a mailbag or shout out to whatever people wanted tonight, um, and I did get some replies, and then I know you two have put into our chat that we've had some replies. Um, so, shall I start? And then yeah. if you've got any, you can uh, you can bring them up. I think you did have one question. Was it your question, Alex, as well? I think somebody had asked you uh, about, was it? Uh, but we won't spoil it. We'll keep that one. Um, so let's let, let's start with the elephant in the room, shall we? Um, and this comes from, this is from, I was, in fact, it was, it was somebody I was stood next to at the football on Saturday. So uh, at Paskins Tash on Twitter, super sub said, uh, uh, ask Richie, um, uh, with uh, well, it's, it doesn't say that. It says that's the fellow with Wrexham and Tottenham in his profile. Which team he supports? I cannot get my head around anyone having two clubs. What happens if and when they play each other? It's just impossible. And obviously, I have added some. Uh, I've I've added to uh, to to that because it doesn't come across like that. So, uh, so I guess Richie, you're gonna have to make a decision here. Who's your true love? What's going on? How come you're flirting with a Premier League club and a, 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 a and Wrexham? What's going on? Well, first uh, don't of all, be embarrassed because Alex is obviously an Everton fan because he went to a game two weeks ago or whatever it was. <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> so you know, go on, go on, go on, go on. He's asked the question, so we will we will endeavour to get an, an answer. Like I've said, support Rex and follow Tottenham. What? There's no, there's no thing about it. And if they played each other, it's Rex I would be, then. I would be the knobhead with the half and half scarf. Oh, would you? Would you actually buy one though? Just out, yeah, of course, oh. yeah. <laughs> I could never bring myself to do that, could you, Alex? No, 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 I couldn't. Okay, uh, so another question. So, Michael Starkey, uh, friend of the show, uh, says, Ask Alex how he gets his hair to look so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, have, what's the secret to, to the roots? paywall behind this section? <laughs> Mm, put this section behind a paywall because these secrets. Patreon. Are, uh, this is a Patreon job, is it, for us to do the mail? This is a Patreon section. Yeah. <laughs> um, my tip would be: once you come out of the shower, hair dryer on cold for about thirty seconds. No, what? Definition. And get a nice firm brush as well to brush it. I've uh, 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 Richie. Have you ever have you ever used a hair dryer on cold? No, I'm just going to say, I think Vidal Sassoon are looking for a sponsor. Um... <laughs> we might have, hey, you never know. We, we might be getting free air products and uh, new air dryers and stuff. So, uh, so uh, you, listen, you never know. So, so do you uh, use GHDs? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> say, say that again. Does he use GHD straighteners? GHD straighteners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my, uh, got my tool here. That's what I use. Uh, what, what make is it? Um, Python. Oh, well, I hope I that's think... pat tested. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, so go on, Richie. You had some. Let's go. Go. Let's switch over to you for a second. Um, the couple I had who asked me was, um, why are Wrexham still keeping Billy Walters? And Billy, Billy Walters, Walters, not Billy Walters. Billy Walters yeah. Why are Wrexham still keeping him? Uh, I think we know the answer to that, do we? Um, is it li- that is intrinsically linked into that uh, article? Who meant who referenced it before about Halifax? Um, yeah, 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 the manager. Is the fact that 
um, there's this kind of rumours that he's on three and a half grand a weekish. Uh, it could be more, but you know those are the rumours, um, and I think that it's tough for a national league club to take him. So Halifax could not take him, could they? The question is, um, why is another EFL club not taking him? Is that way more money that he would get at a League Two club? Do we reckon? I think it is. I think that's a bit. Uh, I think he is a bit on very very good wages. I think he was uh, maybe he knew from the beginning he wasn't going to play yeah i mean we have to put that into context because if you remember we signed him it was the last week of the uh because they do have a tra- sort of transfer window in the national league and it ends yeah. about march it was so we had the rumors about paul mullin having some knee niggles so I, they just didn't want to take a chance did they and have nobody if mullin broke down so it was an insurance policy but the problem is you've got to move that insurance policy if it if he turns out not to be any good at all. And the issue was that in the games he's played, he's had so, I don't know how many you've seen Alex, but he's had so little impact, hasn't he? Yeah, he just looks lost every time I've seen him. And I think the only way he will leave is if he takes a massive pay cut. I don't think considering the amount of games he's played and his lack of um, quality this season, no team with three grand a week spare is gonna it's gonna take a punt on him. So I hope for everyone's sake, for our sake, for Billy's sake, and for another team's sake, an agreement can be made because just a waste of a talent, him sitting on the bench every week, or not even in the squad in a lot of cases, and eating up those wages. So I'd like to think he might take a pay cut and go top end of the National League. <sighs> I mean, it's, he's, he's probably not going to take a pay cut, but what might happen is Wrexham might subsidise that just to get him, just to... Because uh, they'll want room... They, they don't want everybody training together all the time, and you really want to work with the players that are registered, don't you? So yeah. I suspect Wrexham will have to subsidise his wages in some uh, in some way, shape or form. Was that what you were thinking as well, Richie, or were you thinking something different? Yeah, definitely. Um but just to add on to that, a question from another question is, yeah. would we be in the position we're in now, League Two, if Paul Mullin had got injured and Billy Wall has had to replace him? Uh, see, it's difficult for me because I hadn't seen much of Billy Waters prior to his move to Wrexham. But from what I've seen since he's been at Wrexham, he doesn't score those goals that Mullin scores against Boreham Wood, for instance. So if we were just going to... It might, maybe this is too hypothetical. If you were just going to morph him onto that game and take Mullin out, I don't think he scores those goals. So that's. But would you look at it any different to that? I don't know. What do you think? We ain't where we are if he'd had to have played them games. I don't, and I don't mean what we've seen. Goals, just from the goals, it, work rate wise. Yeah. He does work, but he's not Paul Mullin, is he? That's the, that's the difference, is he? You know, he, he the running and the and the name as well, isn't it? Because you know, when you scored thirty five odds, forty goals, yeah. centre half are thinking, "Oh no, we're playing him this week. Yeah. We got him tonight, and it's Moidrinas." So uh, I don't think we would be, and thank God he didn't get injured. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, would you, you, the yeah, same, same, the same, Alex? There, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think we've had the. Um... The firepower up front and a game changer who can put his stamp on those big matches. Um, it's not a criticism of Waters; it's just uh, 
testament to how good Mullen is. Um, but that's touch woods. He he never gets injured again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you have more? Was there more, Richie? I can't, yeah, there was one. Your, um, your all-time top three oh, Wrexham FC players. Oh, I thought this was yours. That's what I was referring to before, Alex. I thought it was you that put that in the chat. Um, oh, should we give we one? Each? Should we go in circles? We'll give one each. Yeah, go three, three to one. Yeah. Can I? Shall I go first, or who wants to go first? Yeah. I'm not bothered. Yeah, you go first. Yeah. Um, so bearing in mind my era when I was really sort of, you know, when I was really falling in love with the club, I will start with Andy Marriott, um, who, for people who don't know, uh, was a was he's one of our best goalkeepers, isn't he? Uh, and it's yeah. weird to be a goal for a goalkeeper, perhaps to come out of the hat. But um, I got I was lucky enough to train with him a little bit and Mark Morris, um, and he was he was a really nice. They were both, to be honest, they were both really nice. But he was he was really because they say don't meet your heroes, but he was really nice. So um, uh, and I just thought he was exceptional at the time, and we were lucky to have him. Even though Brian Flynn doesn't think much of him anymore, interestingly, um, mm. from the the interviews that we've seen. But uh, yeah, so for for my my first one, I'll put forward Andy Marriott. Who's next? Go on, Alex. Um, I only started following Wrexham in 2005, 2006, so compared to you two, older. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, true. Um, I'm going to say one of them is Jay Harris. Oh, okay. So for people who don't know Jay Harris, he was with us from what 2010 to about 2015. Couple of spells, and he was with us when we were really good in the 2012 to sort of 2013 era all action midfielder gave 100 percent every match covered every blade of grass wore his heart on his sleeve and i really liked watching jay harris okay yeah i could understand that he's he is one of those type of uh he had a, a, an element of uh james mclean to him should we say is that for that yeah. uh, as well too you know that... he was a shit house yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on, Richie. Give us your first one then. Uh, I'm going to go number three. For me, it's got to be it's Paul Mullen. Okay, um, right. And mine goes back all the way back to the to the Brian Flynn yeah. promotion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would say for impact, um, he hasn't single handedly got us out of the national league, but he's he's made such an impact since he signed. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's his third, and it's goal scoring, and he's great for off the field as well of what he does. Uh, okay. With the fans and things like that, so I go right. Paul Mullin. I get that. Okay, so I'll uh, Mullin was going to be one of mine, but I'll just call, I'll sit on that for a minute and just see if somebody else comes to mind, so there's not too much repetition. But I'll go with uh, I'll go with the the man that Mullin emulates for me, which again is going back to the Flynn team, which was Gary Bennett. So Benno came to us from Chester. I think he was a free transfer, but I could be yeah. wrong in that. Yeah, um, and he was our goal scorer for not for a long time uh, because he was he, he he was very quickly stolen from us to Tranmere, wasn't it? And then he came back. Yeah. Um, but in his prime, he had uh, for people who don't know, he is the original, you know, uh, Paul Mullin in, in the fact that he was he was a great goal scorer. It came as a winger. 
Um, if you listen to him talk and he goes to the Mice Quinn regularly, he came to us as a wide player, really, but got converted. Um, but just he scored bags of goals. He would wind people up. He was hard as nails, wasn't he, as well? He, he would not back down. Uh, Scouser got um, that sort of uh, that sort of element to him. Um, and that again, that's because that was my team really when I was growing up. And you know, when Benno was playing, you always had a chance of winning games. Um, so Benno would be my second choice. Alex, I hand the reins over to you, sir. Oh, it's a oh, tough. I don't want to try and mix it up in terms of eras. Mm. Um, I'm going to say Andy Morrell. Oh, okay. Now, testament to Andy Morrell, he had two spells with Wrexham, and the first spell I wasn't even around for, (laughs) so I didn't see him. Um, But I'm sure you two will testify in the 2002-2003 season. He had a partnership with with Lee Trundle, where he scored a shitload of goals, got us promoted. Um, And then, of course, he came back in 2010, I think, and played up until about 2015, and he was top top quality striker. Probably passed his best when he when he came back to us in that second spell. But some of the goals he scored and his intelligence, you could just tell he was a a natural goal scorer. Really nice man as well, and and managed us as well um, yeah. during some trouble times time. um, when the club nearly went out of business. And he's still around the club these days as well, doing the commentary and doing his interviews. I would say he's not far off a Wrexham legend. Okay. Go on, Richie. This is hard, isn't it? <laughs> what was the, um, what did the how was the question phrased again? Because did it say best or favourite? Uh favourite also favourite all time top three players. Oh, okay. 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 So this is difficult, really difficult. Um I've got a number one, but the number two was it's between three players, so I'll just quickly go through them and then I'll have to make a decision. So yeah. I've got on my three for number two, I've got Carlos Edwards, yeah. Darren Ferguson, yeah. and I've got Lee Trundle. Right. Now, this is really difficult because uh, they were all brilliant um, in their own different way. Um, Carlos, obviously, tremendous on that wing and that promotion winning team. Darren Ferguson did a lot for Wrexham, which is not really recognised by... Um, a lot of people, I think, people didn't even know who he, who he was, did they? If the newer fans now would probably not know Alex, he was Alex, Alex Ferguson's son and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, and obviously, Trundle was just signed from Real with a bag of tricks. But having because I've I've met I've actually met all three, but I've spent more time with Trundle. I'm going to go for Lee Trundle in second. Um, he got you out your seats because some of the yeah. stuff he could do with the football is okay. unbelievable and some of the goals he scores. And for our viewers, if you want to search him on YouTube and watch yeah. some of his videos, he's very, very skillful footballer. He was a walking highlight reel, really, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and he had his own, his own uh, little bit on um, Soccer AM as well, didn't he? Did. Showboating. Yeah. The, uh, they, did they call it the showboat? Yeah. Or showboat. Um, it's kind of where it come from. Um, all right. So my last choice, I, I naturally, I... Uh, the stuff that's newer is uh, at the front of your mind. Um, so naturally, Mullin would have been in there, but I'm actually going to pick somebody different. So I never saw very much of this player, but his influence is massive across the club. 
Uh, if you ask anybody who's played at Wrexham in the last, probably, well, go back sort of 20, 20 odd years, a lot of players will say that he was a massive influence on them, especially young players. So you're nodding your head, you might know already. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to have met him on numerous occasions at work and stuff. He was very friendly with our family. Um, uh, and I was at, I used to do a lot of football camps and stuff, and his lad would be on the football camps regular and stuff. So I will say, hopefully, this man gets some sort of recognition or a statue or a bar named after you know, something big, not a bar, something, you know, a stand or something a bit bigger than that. So I'm going to say Joey, um, because I think uh, I don't I think he is Mr. Wrexham, isn't he? I think ultimately um He's, he, he, I, I wish he was more involved than he is, me, and there might be a reason for that from a health point of view and stuff. But um, I think uh, Joey, I'm going to put Joey down, even though I didn't see too much of him because um, that was very early on. I think uh, I, I'll pick, uh, I'll pick Joey. I'm not sure we'll get to ask Alex because he's he's disappeared. Is 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 he disappeared for you as well? Can you hear oh. us, Alex, or have you gone? Oh. Yeah, I'm still here. All oh, right, no, your, your your video switched. Oh, there it is. Yeah, you switched your video okay. off. Um, so, <laughs> did you hear what I'd said then? Or I heard everything you oh, said. Brilliant. Great okay. testament uh, to Joey Jones. Brilliant. Okay, so Joey was my last choice. Who's who takes your? Uh, they weren't in any particular order, were they? But uh, yeah. who takes your top spot? Um. Honourable mention to Mickey Thomas as well, oh, which you yes. might mention. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah score right. of our most iconic ever goal um, against yes. Arsenal and still around Wrexham legend, but never saw him play, so I can't say it. But I was saving this one to last. It's an obvious one. He's already been said already. Yes. What more can you say about the man, Paul Mullen? All right. Um, yeah. Easily the best player I've ever seen in a Wrexham shirt, but... Not just that, what he does off the pitch, his connection with the fans. He's just one of us, isn't he? Yeah. Absolutely love him on and off the pitch. So, super Paul Mullin for number one for me. Okay, I feel a bit like, if you listen to this now, I feel guilty that I haven't said anything like, you know, that perhaps I should have, but... Uh... Uh, because you'd already said him, Richie. He was. Uh, that's yeah. the reason. I, that's the reason I didn't. So, uh, yeah. Okay, go on, Richie. Then, who's? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll. I, I don't. I'll go. I'll go through a couple of stats, and I think you'll guess him. Oh, so we cool. signed him from Napoli. Oh, I know who it is already. Yeah. Go yeah. on. He used to serve a mean fish and chips. Yeah. Um, he tormented teams down the left wing through the middle. Scored one of the most memorable goals ever um, at Legoland, yeah. uh, and it's got to be Carl Connolly. Yeah. What was a player. I, I, there was a Benno was at the Mice talking about him because they're normally they're thick as thieves, them two, aren't they? Because yeah. obviously, yeah. same era and, and what have you. Um, but I, I, he was telling us the story. Was it, I don't know if you know the story perhaps because you'd have heard it before. Was it on his, was it on his trial or on his first game when he had family that had rolled out the turf? All family and friends were all half cut, rolled out the turf, and Connolly, I think, scores a goal. And he, some of his one of the one or some of these lot start doing cartwheels and stuff because they're so excited and because they've had a beer. Uh, I might have been on his trial game. I can't remember. My memory's going now. Um, but that that sort of sums it up, doesn't it? About how 
down to earth, Carl and uh, and and all his sort of uh, his close associates were like. Yeah, he did, obviously he did nine years in total before he went to QPR. Yeah. Um, again, that was a bit of a bit of a shame. I think it was just a bit of a new challenge. Really, it was going a bit stale. But because um, he'd have had, you know, for a testimonial, he, he clearly deserved one. Um, but yeah, he was. Uh, he's such a character. Him and him and Ben. Only the, it was a couple of years ago now. We were coming out of Bamford's and they were like. Oh, we're getting the taxi now, and the driver's like, "Yeah, Liverpool, yeah, no problem." And then they wind down the window and say, "Come on, we're going the turf, sod Liverpool." <laughs> and they end up doing for hours and hours. But uh, yeah, they're brilliant all the time. They come to Wrexham. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's, you know, again, another tricky, clever player. And the story goes that um, I don't know if, uh, just in case people haven't heard it, Rex, one of Wrexham, somebody who used to do some scouting for Wrexham, was a referee in Liverpool. Yeah. And it was it was that person. It was Flinny. It was under Flinny, wasn't it? Um, yeah. That uh, sort of phoned up Flinny and said, "You know, I found a player for you." Um, and I think Flinny kind of wasn't because of this. This player would normally find youngsters is what we were looking for predominantly. But how old was he when we got him? Was he sort of early twenties? Actually, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. yeah. Whereas normally you're finding players who are seventeen, eighteen, sort of thing. Um, and Flinny was kind of like, "All right, I'll put you through to whoever was running the youth team at the time." He's like, "No, I've got this player's for you. You know, this lad is good enough for your first team." Like, um, and that's how they had him down and had him on trial. And I think he played twenty minutes, he scored a goal, and the rest is history, sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, good choice, good choice there. Um, any other honourable mentions for you, Alex? Just. Um, just interested to see. Um, Tom O'Connor, I think. Oh God, God, you're going. <laughs> you're just. Are you gonna just gonna name the current squad or? I don't know. I just think he's been brilliant. He's an icon. I think he could become an icon at Wrexham, especially if he keeps his mullet and his moustache. <laughs> Imagine him coming up to the Premier League with us with that hairstyle. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm just. <laughs> rose tinted glasses because of this season how well he's played but right. I really like Tom O'Connor okay uh, I would have he didn't stay with us very long but I'll tell you a player I liked you, none of you will remember him but you'll know him now but um, I just used to enjoy watching him and I thought at the time he was with us he was a really good player that was Curtis Tilt the centre half who's at Salford yeah. now uh, yeah. but he went to Wigan from us did he go to Wigan from us no, oh, he went the... up. Blackpool. Blackpool. Oh, Blackpool, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and he was a left-footed centre-half. He was quick, strong, tall. He was everything you wanted. Um, but he's at... Uh, I say he wasn't with us very long, but that would be a, another one that was... Uh, perhaps if he'd have stayed for years and been a captain or something, uh, like a Pearson type, he would have... He would have uh, If he, he'd have had anything like that sort of career for us, he would have been uh, an honourable mention for me. Um but you had a couple of good honourable mentions in, like, Carlos Edwards and uh, who else did you say? I can't remember who else. Darren Ferguson, yeah. yeah, Darren Ferguson's an interesting one. Roy Keane didn't rate him as a player. I don't know if you saw those interviews recently, those clips. Yeah. He said uh, he said he was he was lucky to be playing for United, but he found his level with us because he just didn't have the didn't have the pace, did he? But like you say, you know, he was a proper proper captain, and we got the networking and those other bits that came with it, didn't we? You know, we got uh, some some help from Fergie and stuff. So, uh, so yeah. Any other any other not any other honourable mentions or oh, about managers? Any our favourite manager? I guess 
Alex is going to say Parky, probably. <laughs> um, you know what? I like Dean Saunders from one of the seasons he was with us. All right. When we, it was the first half of the 98 point season, I think. I think he left halfway through, but some of the football we were playing and he was a character as well. Oh, the stories, <laughs> the stories. The stories, yeah. the comedy value, his interviews on live on TV. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Phil Parkinson for me is the best, but okay. I'd have I'd have Dino at number two. Yeah, see, because I, I keep going back to Flinney because that was my, you know, that was my team, the cup runs and stuff. So, uh, and the fact he liked to promote the youth players because that's what we had to do, really. Um, and I thought he did do a good job, but it just went a bit stale in the end. But Flinney would be the one for me. What about you, Richie? I, I can understand make... why you say park. Everybody yeah. either says Parky or you know whoever's got you promoted. I get that, but it was it was Flinny. It was Flinny for me. Well, I just had a message off a Shrewsbury fan here. He said Sam Ricketts. No, I was only joking. <laughs> um, Sam Snake. No, I I I'd say Dennis Smith. Okay, yeah. Um, just ahead of Flinny though, because very similar. None of them had any money. Um yeah. Obviously, Dennis Smith had to go into them team meetings saying, "Oh." You're not going to be paid this week. Yeah, and, it's tough. Yeah, whatever, and you know that the LDV final. Um, it, yeah, obviously Millennium as well. That's obviously and something never ever going to forget. Yeah. But I would, I'd give yeah, give Dennis Smith a honorary mention. But obviously, funny as well. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, anybody, anybody else? Did 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 you come forward with anything, Alex, or did you? Uh, did did? Oh, come on, we'll come on. Isn't there an FA Cup question? Go on, you can, I haven't seen that one, I don't think. Would you prefer to win the FA Cup oh, was. or back-to-back promotions to the Premier League, was it, I think, something like that? That, yeah. was the, that was the question. Win the FA Cup or have back-to-back promotions? Um, oh, I mean, you've got to win a cup, haven't you? Surely, you've got to win Would you not, or do you... Yeah, how often do you have the chance to win a, a big trophy like that? In context of it being a league, I mean, are we like? Is it now with us being a league two side? Is it? Is that the? Is that the? Is that the framework for it? We win the FA Cup this year, or we go up? Is that the? Is that the? Is that how we yeah, look so at it? Yeah, so you can either win the FA Cup at Wembley this year, or you'll be guaranteed to go up this season, next season, the season after, and be in the Premier League by twenty twenty six. Oh my life! Oh no, I'm. I'm oh, I think that's a good question. I need time to think. Go on, Richie. I'm FA Cup. Um, because that will be there in history yeah. and ever. That that's the year we won it. Yeah. The Premier League will be there for a year and then come back down. And just get um, smashed every week. Yeah. Um, and not be ready for it. And I think um, by a back-to-back promotion-wise, I'm not saying if we did it in three years or four years that we'd stay longer in the Premier League, but I would go with the FA Cup. Yeah, my gut feeling is the FA Cup, but it would be nice to have some promotions and some uh, um, uh, some success and some even more global exposure. But my heart, my my gut feeling is FA Cup. What would you say, Alex? Yeah, I'd go along with FA Cup. A because we'd be a League Two team winning the FA Cup. Yeah. And that would never what be story done again. that is, yeah. What story? The chance to win the FA Cup at Wembley, like Richie says, it'd be in history for hundreds of years. No one could take that away from us. And I also think we'll get to the Premier League anyway, maybe right. in ten years, twelve 
couple of years. Yeah, I get it. Um, but I don't think we'll ever win the FA Cup. Not in my lifetime, anyway. Yeah, the the other thing, it's different because I'm older. The FA Cup is different now to what it was. You guys were, I don't know, well, Richie might just remember it. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. FA Cup final day, and people talk about this all the time, that, that day on the telly used to start about 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. And they'd show the build-up and they'd show... Uh, games from the previous rounds, and then they'd start. They'd have the helicopters following the teams from their hotel, and uh, it was followed on the bus, wouldn't it? Follow the, the buses bus. and stuff, and yeah. um, it's not like that anymore, unfortunately. But it, because there wasn't much football on TV, that was one of the big days. That was a chance to watch it. So for me, that I've still got that nostalgia. Whereas you, you wouldn't have that. You see, uh, it probably doesn't mean anything to you, Alex. For instance, that that you know. Um, but ask people. That's how it used to be, because uh, you know that was the one one of the one games that was on the telly, wasn't it, Rich? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think also if we won the FA Cup, we'd be hated by even more people. Oh, can you? Are there any more people that can hate us? Because we are really boiling some urine at the moment. But imagine that, and we're Welsh, <laughs> which is even better. Welsh team wins. That Shrewsbury fan on six or six would love us even oh. more. Can we have a caveat? Can we have the Welsh, the Welsh flag? Can we have the Welsh flag and an Emmy on the uh, on the trophy, or is that is that out of order? No, I I would love, I would love it if somebody had mocked up uh, a badge and uh, like Robin Ryan had put it out there, going, "This is the ba- we're changing the badge. This is it, and it's got like five Emmys on it or something, just to see people spewing blood. It would be hilarious." Yeah. All right, any more? Because we've got, gone on for ages. there any more? Has anybody got any or not? Which no, I quite... think maybe for future, future we, need, we could pick our uh, our best Wrexham 11 between the three of us. That would be an interesting... Uh, oh, OK. OK, yeah, yeah, no, I'm game for that. We'll discuss that and see what I see what we do and how we do it. Um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll put that in there. All right, good. Um, let's wrap it up there then. Um, we will uh, reconvene at some point. Maybe next week we'll reconvene, depending on what people are doing. And we'll uh, hopefully have three points in the bag and we'll see where we are, see which players are in and out. How does that sound? Yep. Sounds good. That's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town or city proud Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground Shine, you'll hear our cries. Hold our hands up as the Welsh dragon flies. We're loyal supporters on a lifelong journey. We'll live in hope, but we'll die in Cadbury. I've been telling everyone I see. I've been telling. I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the 
like Joey Jones And his best mate Mickey T Di Davis was a druid He loved Cumbri And his namesake Jordan on a scoring spree Legends from far feel like Trinidad We've had great plays And some who drove us mad We've seen the lows and the highs Seeing it all unfold Right before our eyes We've done it all the wreck some way We'll remember everything on that promotion day I've been telling everyone I see I've been telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone who listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday Selling my nephew and my godson I've been selling my dog and the postman I've been selling my mom and dad fees Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league